episode 28. CJ is back. Let's go. It was another good time sitting down with my brother CJ and chopping it up, catching up. Uh, it had been a while since we actually talked uh, at length like this. You know, usually it's a couple of text messages or something. And here we got to sit down and have an ice cold uh, Dr. Pepper and just sit back and catch up and see what we've been up to. And uh, hope you enjoy. Back in the studio for another episode of the Bravo Zulu podcast. Tonight's guest, the original episode number one, CJ. Right back at you. Hey, what's, what's up, up brother? What's hey, man, up, man, it's been a minute, you know? Yeah, man, we were just talking about that, man. I can't believe how fast time flew by, bro. Yeah, and it, it seems a lot longer because um, I don't know if a lot of people, when we recorded that episode, it was in like October. Right, yeah, yeah, and then I didn't drop it till January. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a lot of time added to, you know, the when, when was the last time you were in here, you know, hanging out, bro. I can't even believe it was January when you dropped that because it seems like it was even longer than that. Yeah, because, I don't know. Maybe because uh, I've kept up with your podcast and I've I've heard so many episodes, and you know, so it just feels like a lot of time has gone by. It, it does a little bit to me, I guess. Since um, you since you start since since you dropped the podcast, excuse me, but yeah. Since you dropped the podcast, not, but it does seem like man, it wasn't six months ago that I was in here last, right? Yeah, it. it I don't know how I feel. I, I feel like it's going, but it's like I feel like it. Uh, time is flying. Like when you think about the calendar, it's like damn, we're in April. We're about to hit a second paycheck, dude. dude that's like, crazy. Damn, that's four months done. Yeah, but it's like in twenty twenty one. But I'm only. Uh, I'm only 25, 27 episodes. This will be like episode 28 or something. So, mm-hmm. like, I was like, man, that's not a lot of episodes, but it really is. That, mm-hmm. that I mean, that's constant, like, average, like one episode a week. So, the mm-hmm. consistency's there. And it's just like, you know, four months. Damn, I've been doing this for four months. You know, that's how I think. Like, Even four more, months? though. Y- yeah, more, but like, Actually, publishing. Oh, publishing it out for there. that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, right on. Right on. you know, it's just um, it's going, man. It's going, and uh, you know, tonight we're alcohol free, and we're talking about that, right? You were saying, I, I think we both have this problem. We big boys, and not that big, mm-hmm. like where we're big, but mm. you know, we we like to partake in. And I'm a big boy. Well, yeah, you bigger than me. Yeah, man. But but hold on, man. I got some muscle on me too. Now. Don't. Well, no, I do. But <laughs> we're, it, it's like that. We're in the, those those bodies Am where it's I like bigger than you, dude. Yeah, you think well, you, so? you taller? Yeah, and you taller oh, okay. and heavier. You okay. taller and heavier, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but you know, it, it's like we. Uh, I know I have a problem with weight control and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can start losing it when I really focus in, mm-hmm. but I'm hardly ever focused in. Mm. I, I'm I'm a lot more just always enjoying life. No, I get it. You know, enjoying it. that next meal, yeah, yeah, enjoying yeah. the drink. Yeah, and you know, you said like. Uh, not by any kind of uh, purpose or reason, really, but that you hadn't had a drink in the, in a couple weeks or whatever because you were trying to get back into shape and everything. Yeah, it wasn't even like a goal to like per se like not drink. It's just like, um, COVID. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you look around, you're like, "Dang, man, how much did I gain over this past yeah. six, eight, nine, twelve months have gone by? Holy crap!" You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like uh, I had a goal in mind or anything, but just in the midst of exercising more. Um, 
I'm pretty sure, man, I've been, uh, at least my Facebook feed, it seems like a lot of people have home gyms now. Yeah. <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I built a home gym myself. I'm included in that group. And uh, um, just between working out, like, it's only been like three weeks, dude, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But uh, one thing that I can tell you um, that um, a friend of mine who's a trainer, uh, he explained to me about alcohol. And what it is is um, everyone's body reacts differently. But he was talking to me about my body, and he was like, yeah, you know, it sounds like, and there's a scientific word for it. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but uh, my body uh, uses alcohol for energy. Okay. Yeah, so whenever I'm eating food, and it's when he said it to me, man, it was like revolutionary. It was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense because I'll go out and have drinks and have fun and all mm-hmm. this other stuff, right? And um, we'll stop and get, like, street food or whatever the case yep, might be, yep. right? Wake up the next morning. And let's say my wife was with me or whoever, right? Um, she'll weigh the exact same, and I've gained freaking six pounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, what's that about? So he explained it to me. It's like basically people's body reacts differently uh, yeah. with alcohol, but just my particular body, when I drink, um, my body uses the alcohol for energy, and it stores any food that I eat. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Right, so right, like, right. Oh, man, that makes perfect sense. Okay. And again... um, he told me this, you know, after I was telling him uh, about me working out and not drinking just because of that, because he's used to me having a drink with him. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I was going to tell you, man. I kind of figured that's what, what, what the deal was. And I was like, oh, dude, well, thanks for telling me now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Late like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. but uh, honestly, man, I don't really struggle with weight um, because I used to be real, real heavy into um, uh, quote-unquote bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um Never competed on stage, even though I was really close uh, in 2013 and 2014. Um, but the number one thing is this is my first, like, real shore duty, mm-hmm. you know. And, pff, you know, this tour I'm it's at different. right now, man. Holy crap. Yeah. So I had never um, – I was always used to being at sea. And on deployment, man, you just got to find a routine. Right. So my routine was to go to the gym. Then go to work and then do this and you know what I'm saying, so on and so forth. But Jim was like And um, you're not eating as much. You're not or, eating the or, junk food, eating it, out or and even all that as stuff. healthy. Exactly. Like the food isn't that healthy. Exactly. But you're not eating as much either. Yeah. And you're just burning calories. It literally from is portion sized. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can choose healthier options on the ship. Yeah. You know? Um not that you keep, you know, you have more options on land, don't get me wrong, but you can choose healthy options on the ship. It's not like it's all crap they're feeding us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I was, I'm just so used to being able to do that on sea duty and then coming ashore and then all of a sudden, you know. But even still, man, I'm looking in your You got a mirror right here, man. I think, I'm all right. I'm all right. Now, you look fine. <laughs> you look fine. Yeah. Hey, man, as long as the wife ain't leaving you, that's hey, why I was, hey. Right on. Be, because you, you know, she looking at you like you fat yeah. or something or whatever. You well, know, so you good. know what, though, man? It's kind of like a, a, we keep each other in check. Like, she never once talks to me about my weight. Yeah. But when she sees me work out, then she... Kind of picks up. I notice it myself. Like she starts, going she'll at start it too. picking. Up, and then she'll. I can't have you looking good. And I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's her yeah, thing. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it is what it is. Now, um, you know, everyone knows that my wife. She she's always working out. I've heard uh, through other podcasts. Yeah. You know, I I don't know Nikki. Um, you know, um, uh, directly, but yeah. uh, um, I've just been hearing it. Like, no, like she, all she this does work out. Like so, people always like get on me because you know I, I'm a little chunky. Right? I'm a chubby around the waist. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, why don't you use all that shit in your in your garage? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, because this shit ain't for me, stupid. It's for her. <laughs> it's for it's her. Hers. Like, right. I, I didn't, we didn't get this right. for me. We got right. this for her. <laughs> and, you know, I do use it and stuff. I run a lot, and, and, and that's mm-hmm. my therapy there. But, 
you know, she, she enjoys it um, way more than I do. Yeah. You know, she has the discipline way more than I do. Yeah. You know, me, I got, I got programs that I've had and used and I can get it, you know, after the program for like a week or two, maybe three. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this shit, like, especially like lifting weights, mm-hmm. like back in high school days, mm-hmm. I used to love to lift weights. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was all, you I know, see it, yeah. curls and, and fucking bench press, right? Mm-hmm. You're a high school kid. You don't know shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but after that, I just like, man, like lifting weights is just, ugh. you know what, bro? I'm just now at this stage in my life. Feeling that way. Yeah. Dude, I go in the gym in, in, in my garage now, and I'm just like, it's just the motivation to, you know, I used to get a lot of satisfaction out of it, and especially after I got my pump, yeah. you know, and then yeah. you put your clothes on, whatever, and you're feeling good. Yeah. Uh, I got satisfaction out of it. Now it's just kind of like, eh, you know? Yeah. I don't get the satisfaction out of the pump anymore. I went, you know, I'm far beyond that stage where it's like, I want to be the big guy with the muscles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I've had that stage at life you know what i mean um and found out it wasn't what it's cracked up to be and then it was like well i just want to look good you know and that now it's not even that now it really is like i just want to be healthier yeah that's really all it boils down yep. to you know what i mean yep uh, and i think that if you look at the navy old older people in general bro and this is just my opinion it's different like my last deployment right before i checked into this command uh, the, like a really close friend of mine, um, he, he was like, his rack was like kind of close to ours, kind of close to mine. And, um, but hit, our lockers were right next to each other. Uh-huh. Um, and he picked up nine and he, they didn't have a rack for him yet to move into the nine birthing. Uh-huh. And, um, he's at his locker and I'm at my locker and we shoot shit and we're just conversating shit. And then, um, we're talking about, you know, oh, what, what brand fish oil pills he takes okay compared to me and what what's the best yoga mat to order from amazon because after we do our calisthenics you know we want to stretch out and all that yeah and i'm thinking i'm sitting here talking to him i'm like dude i'm like you know i'll say his name's name's matt and i'm like matt bro do you remember when we were like seamen and airmen and like the master chiefs the senior chiefs and all those guys man they were beer belly they were you know um, hung over a lot of times coming to work you know it was just the norm yeah and now I'm sitting here with Master Chief. He's talking about fish oil. He's talking yeah. about, you know what I'm saying? Like, just things are changing. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, you know, that's really good. But it hasn't changed enough. Because so much of that is just personal, right? Um, all that fitness stuff, right? Like, I, I don't harp on fitness because I'm not the specimen for fitness, mm. right? You know, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people like, I'm like, yeah, we got to do it. Because for our line of work, mm. they're, you know, twice a year we need to pass a, a physical assessment well yeah right but um don't look at me to be the one like you know you know who y'all command pt shit because yeah, one yeah, i yeah, hate yeah. it and two yeah. look at me yeah right on you know what i mean no like, i agree like, like, oh, yeah. like you know i don't yeah. want to be a hypocrite like that you exactly know? i understand but I understand 100%. um other things you know because where i'm at now we have we have a super small crew and everything and uh we the chiefs are getting to dictate everything right now right there's yeah. nobody else no other khakis, you know, yeah, yeah. with bars or anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's all anchors running it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I was talking to, uh, we got a, a OS2 there, you know, super motivated, all about it, right? And uh, and I was like, hey, man, you know, let's get some um, some physical exercise things going. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not I'm not talking about Command PT, bro. I'm, I'm talking about, like, we got all the time in the world, no one's telling us when we have to be here in this office, mm-hmm. I'm telling you when you got to be here in the office. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is 
on Fridays, I want a fun run. I want mm-hmm. a fun hike. You know, we just call it a fun run. You know, yeah. I, I want to be out of this office going and doing something. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're moving towards like doing some hikes in the local area. That's cool. Not so local. You know, just getting out and doing stuff like that. Build the camaraderie. Do all that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And then once that's established, mm-hmm. then we could focus in and, and like go, okay, hey, we have Command PT Wednesdays. Well, let me ask you this. Are you making it mandatory or is it voluntary? It's one of those, um, you could be at the uh, fun run. Or you could be in the office. Okay. That's fair. You know what I mean? I'm going to be blunt with you, bro. I'd be one of those guys in the office. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that what you're doing is a bad idea right. at all. All I'm saying is, me personally, I've always stayed away, or if I had an option to, yeah, of organized command, PTs, all yeah. that crap. You know what I'm saying? Because it never really felt beneficial to me. Yeah. And, um, but, and, and this is... You know, you being on the aviation side, though, right? Yeah. Squadrons, lar- larger commands. For the most part. I right? mean, squadrons were smaller. Right. So but how, all the how, other. How about divisionals? Like, if you're doing a divisional thing. I did. As a matter of fact, man, I actually got into a big quarrel with, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's the right word for it, because he was my first class, and I was his chief. And he tried to throw some instructions at me, saying I couldn't make him PT. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that didn't work out for him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I tried to do divisional PT on board the ship while we were yeah. deployed. Yeah. Um, only because we had, uh, man, I want to say maybe five PFA failures. Yeah. You know, in my division. Oh, you know, the division's getting out there then. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I had some big boys. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man, and that's one of the things. I was thinking about all, because I'm going to be blunt with you. Last time I came here, there were certain things I was like, yeah, you know what? Bravo Zulu, that's the name of the podcast. Yeah. I got some shit to talk about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when it comes to Navy. Yeah. And I was thinking about, hmm, when I go hang out with Josh, man, because, you know, um, his podcasts are always, always interesting. So what is it that I want to discuss or hopefully try to get into? Yeah. And um, I thought about it, and I was like, I don't want to push a specific agenda. just want to let the conversation flow. Yeah. But... Uh, you got something that just came well, up. Well, you know, there were some freaking issues I had with uh, some some PO1s that I was just like, golly, you know. Um, and I'm not going to harp on it too much because I'm pretty sure every generation. Man, I used to work with a guy, bro. Swear to God, it's a true story. His his email was I hate first classes at gmail.com. He was a senior chief, bro. <laughs> so when we would go on deployment. And he would have to put down his recall email. It was I hate first classes at gmail.com, bro. Who, I don't know who if like I can waste the energy. I don't know, for that. but you know what? It was hilarious. It was funny. It's funny. Like it but was it's like, so funny. He was it, senior chief who ran a QA. Yeah. Um. And in aviation, QA is all first classes. Mm-hmm. Uh. So you have a senior chief in an office of subject matter experts in different ratings, all in one office, and they are the quality assurance. That goes out and checks the entire command. Right. So he had a bunch of first class working with him. And now that I've been in the Navy um, for. You about to change your email? No, I'm, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready to retire. So I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. And, and that's why I kind of, you know, I started with, I'm sure every generation feels that way. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, uh, you know, we're on deployment and we were lucky enough to be able to muster through email. So, you know, yeah, like when you stay out in town, when you hit a port. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Import, we, okay. You know, instead, yeah. Of, instead of yeah. trying to call in or, you know, this, that, and the other, yeah. you stay okay. in a hotel, you get mustered through email. So he created that email. Um, and it was just freaking hilarious to me, man, because 
if you knew him, I guess maybe that's, I don't know, on the outside it might just seem like he was just being an asshole, but uh, and if if you knew him, you kind of understood where he came from. Right. It was just hilarious to me, man. So he, he only created the email for that purpose. It wasn't like yeah, his it wasn't email. his literal okay, so, yeah. So it like wasn't, if he was to like go to Foot Locker and they say I need your email address, it wouldn't be. I, I, yeah, you can reach me. At I, first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which would be funny too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it was purposefully created so people could read it. Right on. Whenever he had to. No, that's that's funny. Like, but I you like, know what? Like Last time I came here, man, I I beat up on Chiefs pretty bad. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't even say I beat up on Chiefs. I would no, just say just, I just kind of. Uh, opinion, I just man. I just kind of stated how I felt, you know what yeah. I mean, and um, I have no regrets for what I said. It meant every freaking word. No you know one, I mean? you know, I I think I mentioned briefly to you via text, right? Like one person, only one person had mentioned, and I don't even think they listen anymore. If they do, thank you for keeping keeping a uh, you know staying in touch and keep downloading. Right on. Only one person mentioned like how um, some of our conversation might not. Uh, that we shouldn't have some of the conversations we're having maybe. And this was after only one episode, right? So it's like, well, I don't even know what those conversations are because I've only dropped like three episodes. Mm-hmm. So, and what their thing was, well, something, you know, something should stay in the mess. Mm. And I was like, yes, something should. And most of those things to me are the things that are happening in the mess at work. 100%. That was exactly where my mind was going. As soon as you said that. You know what I mean? As soon as you said that. Things concerning sailors. You know, mm-hmm. that that isn't sea story worthy. Mm-hmm. That should stay at work. Mm-hmm. You know, that should stay in the mess. Mm-hmm. You know, our general feelings and opinions of how we're not performing, mm-hmm. how we're not living up to the branding and, and all this other BS and mm-hmm. whatever. Why aren't we talking about it? So I'll tell you this much. Uh, you came and visited me um, at the shop where I cut hair at. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I can tell you right now, man, this is kind of like a in dock to civilian lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And um I never understood because I was never a Joe Navy kind of guy anyway. Mm-hmm. When people said that it's hard to transition. Like, man, it's not gonna be hard for me. That was my mindset. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh going to this school, um, it's a barber barber academy with a bunch of other civilians. Yeah. I I understand now, one hundred percent. They think different, they behave different. Um, I'm not senior chief to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some of them used to be military, got out, and now they're civilians. And uh, they can give two fucks that I'm senior chief Haley. And, and you know what I'm saying? Some of them might think this is their opportunity. Yeah, even more so. 100%. Uh, I've actually got into um, a confrontation with someone. I maintain my, my cool about it, though, and I handled it the right way. Um, but it was over something really, really petty. But it really felt like it was just this guy's opportunity to try to like show his ass a little bit, you know. Yeah. And uh, I let him know real talk, who you know, real quick, who let him know who he was talking to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't senior like, chief you at that time, exactly, motherfucker. Exactly. Okay. I'm not fucking senior chief. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, all I did was, <laughs> man, it's, it's it's small things that like really kind of like opened my eyes to mm-hmm. what civilian life is gonna be like. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a whole day. And then, dude, there's people. I mean. For those of you who's listening, they know we're in San Diego, but my school's not in the best area in San yeah. Diego either. Yeah. So, like, I got students next to me, like, hey, you want to go outside and take a bump? Like, Damn. she wants to go in her car 
and like snort some cocaine. You know uh, what I'm saying? There's a I'm couple, like, there's a couple have, that look like that. Yeah, I was like, yo, I have not been around this in yeah. a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like cordially like, uh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's just, uh, and that's just one example, you know, um, just things. Things are going on around me where I'm just like, yeah, it is different. It, yeah. it really is. And yeah. you know, I'm so glad I'm doing this right now because it's exposing me. You know, it's like an end back into civilian life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still active, but I'm able to spend a lot of time here with all civilians and every client that comes in as a civilian. And it's not even like civilian life where when you get out and you're back in the contractor GS world or yeah. something where and right back on 32nd Street yeah. or right back, you know, at because that in, will in not you, be me in what you've been knowing and used to yeah. where you use some of the retired clout. Mm hmm. And previous titles mm-hmm. to kind of still open doors mm-hmm. and and one hundred percent make yep. your way through things mm-hmm. that it doesn't. And again, you know, you said it's not in, where you at doing your barber thing is not the best in neighborhoods. It's not. That's a whole different civilization. It is than what some motherfuckers are ever used to or ever seen oh, too. Yeah. 100%, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think it's foreign to you. You know, yeah. we talked about in episode one. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're where you're from mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. but it kind of takes you back to like, oh shit, you know. There are still motherfuckers out here that will try me. Exactly, yeah. It, it doesn't matter, you know, thank you for your service. Yeah. No, I, the motherfuckers don't. I'm they not saying they less. don't care, yeah. but a lot of them don't care. No, they could care less. They could yeah. care less, yeah. yeah. Care oh, cool. Less, oh, yeah. you 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 served? Uh, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we're going to take this bump mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah. or, or are we going to throw these hands? Right like, whatever right it is, you know? Man, I also saw, I saw um, how ugly the world is, you know? Like, because what I mean by that is that we always knew that. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of us, uh, yeah. even those in uniform. But believe it or not, we live in a bubble. Oh, for sure. You know As military. Yeah. And I yeah. think, did we touch on that when we were conversating? I don't know. Maybe. Um, well, you know what? Um, you know, every, all of that has come to the forefront with me now, mm-hmm. you know, because when you, uh, you know, if you're overseas, everyone you associate with is military. Yeah. If you PCS to a new area, everyone you and your spouse and your kids associate with, if they go to the school, if they live in military housing, whatever the case yep, might be, yep. nine times out of ten, everyone in your circle is affiliated with the military. Yeah. And it's been like that for a lot of our adult lives, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from the time we were 18, 19, 20, whatever the case. And now we're in our 40s or approaching 40s or whatever. And this is all that we know. Mm-hmm. And we've been in a bubble. Oh, yeah. Literally, yeah. no matter how much you, oh, I got civilian friends and, you know, this, that, and the other. No, that's very limited, you know, how much, um, you know, how intricate they become as far as part of your life. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've experienced that firsthand, bro, and I'm like, uh, I'm excited to retire. Um, I'm just more aware now. You know, I'm just more aware of what it is I'm getting into. Before, it was like, man, I can't wait to smoke weed. And you know what I'm saying? Hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I'm in a state where the shit's legal. And as soon as I get out, you know what I'm saying? But now it's just like, yeah, that's uh, that's not the the glitz and glamour of getting out. You know what I mean? I mean, it might be for some. Yeah, but you know what? They haven't. And you know what? Everyone experience is different. Yeah. But I would say, um, I think... Because I was one of those guys not that long ago that was like, you know, uh, issues adapting. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I am a civilian. They just don't know it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how I always the felt. Don't yeah, know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But n- like I said, this is kind of, personally, this yeah. this is kind of changed my perspective on that. No, you know, uh, me and my best friend, we talk about that often because he, he retired in uh, 2019, 2018, 2019. I forget. 
sorry, Danny, but um, 2019, I think. And, um, you know, he, he often talks to me about retirement, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, bro, you, you need to get ready. You need to put your mind not into a retirement mode because, you know, we still got this job to do, mm-hmm. but you need to start making yourself aware of things like you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's different out here. Mm-hmm. People don't care about that. People don't care about this. You know, mm-hmm. if you're looking for that job that does, that's one thing. But if you're not looking for that job that, you know, cares a little bit, they don't care, mm-hmm. you know, and – um it's just, man, like you said, man, it, it's totally different out there. Uh, I'll say one thing, like, the the weed thing, it, it's really helping um, military veterans out there. But they, they're, yeah, a lot of, lot of different things that they're, they're, they're doing. They're doing a lot with, of yeah. different science and research and stuff with it um, on the official level, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get veterans able to use it, mm-hmm. you know, like federally, legally and mm-hmm. stuff, and I know that's a lot going into, like, that, that federal fight. But, um... You know, motherfuckers in states where it's in states where it's legal. I know a, a couple of them where like they're loving it. It's helping them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're losing weight, and uh, you know, it, it, it's it's great for them. You know what I mean? Like they just, uh, you, uh, yeah, it's my boy. He gave up. You know, I, I hope to have him on one day to talk about it. But you know, I'll share a little bit of it. Like he gave up drinking, right? wasn't a heavy drinker but he was like like us mm-hmm. like to drink big boy too mm-hmm. you know like yourself mm-hmm. you know like you know just a, a lot of stories like yours mm-hmm. into bodybuilding once mm-hmm. upon a time mm-hmm. muscles kind of got out of it mm-hmm. you know a little bit of injuries here injuries there mm-hmm. you know you know slacked off gained mm-hmm. some weight whatever and you know drinking likes to dr- drink likes to eat likes to drink mm-hmm. you know and all that and and you know now he don't drink no more mm-hmm. he hasn't drank like for a year or more now yeah but he does partake. Yeah. And boy, he he just hit me up with a video about uh showing me his his old belt, his old khaki belt, uh-huh. right? Still in the same position. We all know how we lock down our belt, so we yeah, ain't gotta yeah. adjust it. You could fit two of him inside that belt now. Wow, he's lost a lot of weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. He was I don't know how much he was at, but he's down he's he weighed less than me right now. Oh wow. You know, he ro- yeah. cruising around like a one eighty, one eighty five or something. You know, I'll be honest, man, I saw pictures of myself when I was younger. Um, and granted, you know, I was 16, 17, yeah. but when I say I was skinny, man, yeah. I was skinny, but you didn't realize it then, did you? Not at all. But I remember my dad saying something to me about it. And then looking back at him, like he was right. Um, I would wake up and I wouldn't eat breakfast. I'd smoke, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was things like that. Um, smoking does boost your metabolism. Um, it really does. And if you are a habitual smoker and everyone's different, I'm not saying everyone's the same, but uh, a lot of habitual smokers, uh, that whole munchy stage, mm-hmm. right? That goes away. Um, you don't really like after you smoke, you're not sitting around like, what can I eat? What can I eat? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can tell you right now, uh, every time I see people come across my feed of people that got out of the military, man, they have lost amazing amounts of weight. Yeah. And they don't, I'm not even talking about people who's had to retire. I'm talking about, I got, got people who, you know, females got out as an E5. Um, and in the military, while she was in my division, the whole entire time, I started getting concerned for her because she got like, she seemed like morbidly obese. Yeah. And if, if I showed you her now, you would never believe. Same person. It was the same person. Mm. Like she's like so frail and thin I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Maybe like, she's going out to take that bump too. No, who knows? Who knows? Right? <laughs> who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? It could be that. It but could be but that. isn't that? I mean, like you know, we we're talking about the fitness. Like, isn't that a problem? 
that no matter how much you know the military tries to push fitness, and some branches are better there at, than others, yeah. right? Yeah, the yeah, Navy's yeah. pretty bad at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Navy sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of shameful that we have these you know yearly two times a year physical assessments to make sure we're in shape. But when we get out, we come become better in shape. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Some of it might not necessarily be better in shape. We might have lost weight. But we might not be as strong, might not have the same cardio, whatever the case might be. You know what I think it is, honestly? I don't think, and I'm going to go on a tangent here, but I don't think we're designed, the human body is not designed to eat three meals a day. And in the military, man, there's always, not only there's three square meals yeah. a day that you're going to eat, and plus snacks and so on and so forth, but there's always a reason to celebrate, always a reason to drink, yeah. and so on and so forth. There's a retirement. There's a reenlistment. There's a... How many of y'all... Had cake before noon. Exactly. Last week, April first. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I skipped. I skipped out on it. But yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, straight up. You know, yeah. there's always something to yeah. celebrate. Hell and bell. Uh, you know, retirement. And, then, um, and with that too, especially in the mess part of it, mm-hmm. you know, you know, usually it's out at a bar, out at mm-hmm. a restaurant. Oh, nine times out of 10. We're drinking, nine having times a beer, ten, yeah. this or that. Right on. And all of it, and again, like I said, when I'm a drinker, I'm uh-huh. an eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a I'm few the same drinks, way. And, and, and I start I'm the same way. eating I'm the like same crazy. Way. Yep, I'm the you same know? way. Food tastes better to me when I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. more so, I mean, I don't know, I haven't smoked weed in 20 years, but you know what I'm saying? I remember the munchies, but mm-hmm. I, I remember, I know, like, when I get tipsy, man, where's the street taco? Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, I was I'm about, about to tear that thing up. Yeah. I was talking about it at work. I was like, you know, I eat like in reverse. Yeah. You know, me and Nikki, we'll, we'll have a drink here. You know, usually after we record or something, have a, some wine or something. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, man, I, I, you, know, you start licking your lips. I want some. So something salty, usually, right? Sweet yeah, and yeah. salty. So you know, I'll go get a couple of chocolates. You know, that Hawaiian chocolates that your know, mother-in-law sends us. Yeah. Then uh, I pop some popcorn. Uh, I munch on my bag of popcorn, and mm-hmm. you know, I'll share with a little bit with her. But I'm mostly taking it for myself. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that was good. I'm still drinking. Yeah. yeah. Man, what well, what am I eating next? Yeah. <laughs> and then I go get I go get something else. Yeah. Oh, let me get some chips. Yeah. Some spicy chips. Some yeah. little takis. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, I get to fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm cooking a burrito. Right on. Damn. Or something. You know Same what I mean? Night? Yeah. Oh, wow. But it's all in reverse. Like, if yeah. my fat ass would have just been like, I'm hungry, let me bro, eat you're something worse than good. Me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bad, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I'm bad. Yeah. I'm really. I should have just ate the burrito, gone full and fat and happy, yeah. Yeah. and not had room for anything else. Yeah. You'd have been in a better situation. I would have been in a better situation. You just did that. Yep. Yeah. Instead, I'm packing on thousands of the calories. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Hey, whatever. It was a good night. Yeah. You know, we had fun. We passed out on the couch and whatever. But, you know, it's just, man, like you said, the celebrating parts of the Navy, they're fun. They're good. But, man, we we do it wrong or or we, we... we focus on the wrong things around it, yeah. you know, but I mean, what else, what else, what can you do? So this is my thing, right? Um, and I get it, you know, because there's different, there's different shifts on, on board a ship when you're underway, uh-huh. you know, there's mid shift, there's days, there's nights, you know, so on and so forth. But, um, you know, just historically, right. When I think of the human body, you know, we, food is too, too readily accessible right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, back in the day. You know, you had to hunt and gather your food. You know, you weren't eating three times a day. Yeah. You know, and now uh, it's just like 
you know, all we want is cheeseburger, lottery tickets. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Love Netflix. that. You know what I'm saying? We're probably doing this later. Like, straight up, dude. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, lottery tickets, cheeseburgers, You want Netflix, something right you know now? I, I, I'll yeah. door dash it. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here, like, pointing a finger at the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Obviously. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I just think that, um, you know, I don't know. I just think that's one of the things that uh, the Navy has to try to, you know. It's not easy to get fresh fruits and vegetables out to sea for 5000 yeah. if you're on a carrier. For you know, anywhere, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I get it. It's it's a real bad, but I I do think that that plays a factor on why people get out the military, and a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of some people get bigger. Some people yeah. blow up. You know, yeah. um, maybe for them, the military was the structure that kept them in shape. Yep. You know, um, I know throughout this past year, uh, because, um, you know, I haven't been. I've been working from home this whole time. Even though I've gained some weight, I don't attribute it solely because uh, of COVID. Because I think any, you know, uh, just my, my lifestyle environment has changed, you know. But the fact that I still get up and I still exercise on my own and so on and so forth. I don't I don't think that me personally, I'm the kind of person that requires that. So I guess I'm kind of, I consider, I count my blessings for that. You know what I'm saying? So, I think I'm kind of got it kind of works out on its own anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, you were talking about the motivation part of it, and you know, I was listening to something the other day. It's like it's, it doesn't have to do with motivation because motivation runs out. It does, right? It it, does. It's the discipline, discipline of doing it, word. doing it every day, or or whatever your routine is, right? It's that yeah. discipline of doing it and doing it and do it. And I, I tell people all the time, I don't have that discipline. Yeah, you know, it, I, I just I don't. I'll get the motivation mm-hmm. and I'll do it, and then I. But I do not have the discipline to, to back consistently it up. do it. Yeah, that's and, the hard part. and and you know, because for me, like we're talking about, you know, at, at one point you wanted to be the big muscle guy and right. strong, and then, and for me, I've never had any of those times where I wanted to be any of that. Really? Yeah. Like why? Like it just when you worked out, what was your motivation? What were you doing it for? To do it. Like like you want like deployment? The, no, like it? so it's the healthy part. Yeah. So like you know, deployment always right. Mm-hmm. Just I wasn't like going crazy to do. No, no, I, no. Just because, like, it's part of the routine, mm. right? I need to Finding have this something. time, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, before dinner to go do my workout. Mm-hmm. But I would. I was never one of the ones. I've always been on small ships too, so it's not like they're big gyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always tiny gyms, mm-hmm. and before dinner, they're always packed. Yeah. So I always just like I'd ride the bike for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. And in between, you know, five ten minutes, drop down, do some push ups, whatever, and and that was it. So I was never like, you know, some people on deployment get jacked, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I was never like that because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go in there and, and wait 10 minutes in between, you know, six dudes yeah. trying to, you know, do this or that. Um, trying to squeeze in your set. Yeah. Trying, yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when I was over on Coronado, that was the best shape I'd ever been in. And uh, I was stronger. I was. I had a homie that he, he was disciplined. Mm-hmm. He had that discipline. He lifted all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, – What's up, Marcus? And uh, it, he got it from once upon a time he was fat. Oh, so he was fighting that. And yeah, but he'd fought it. And now he was motherfucking jacked. Yo. Right? Yes. Right on. You know, and, and he was never going back and yeah. and he maintained. So I'd lift with him and then I'd go run. I was running a lot, like five miles a day, five miles <gasps> a day. Right. Yeah. I was a great runner right then. And, you, know, um, you know what? Honestly, I don't want to cut you off, but when you said on. run, man, I went through a stage during COVID of running every single day, two to three miles for like, like two, three months. Yeah. Yeah. You felt and great? I no. did, but it wasn't like this life changing. Oh my God, I'm so full of energy type of thing. You know what I mean? I will say one thing about COVID. 
I was able to go through the stage of getting in shape, getting out of shape, getting back in shape. And then, <laughs> dude, it's been a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I literally went up and down on the scale. I really yeah. did, man. It was like, oh, man, I'm working out. I'm feeling great. And it's like, okay, well, that died out. I know, maybe after put like on two or three months. I maybe put on like 10 pounds. I put on about 15. Yeah. I thought I had, uh, well, as of right now, I'm at 15. At one point, it was like 25. Yeah. But then I've dropped another 10 back down, but. And, like, I know, like, so sometimes I'll, I'll do the full meal prep thing yeah. for, like, a month, mm-hmm. and I'll lose 5 or 10 pounds. Just from meal prepping? From meal I'll start exercising, too, yeah. but for meal prepping, mostly. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm eating those meal preps every day, I'll start losing 5 to 10 pounds. And it starts happening fast for me and everything. Is that the suicide bike, too? Yeah, the oh air, uh, Airdyne God, uh, assault bike. Yeah. Freaking, yeah, assault bike. Yeah. Oh, my God, that thing is torture, yeah. bro. By looking at it, you don't think so. No. And it has a fan that's a on small, it. That's a smaller and one, And you too. think, like, oh, yeah, I'll be fine, man. And that's then I a, got on that thing, and yeah. I was like, God, dang, this is the worst. This is the hardest yeah. cardio machine. If you're going all out, yeah, yeah it starts burning. Yeah, if you burning. go balls to the wall, it's, yep. a, it's a freaking beast, dude. So, um, but, you know, like, I like running. I I, I do get that, like, uh, that runner's high. Do you? Uh, yeah. I've never got that. Yeah, I'm, bro, I, I'm telling you, though, I used to be able to, like, when I was in IB, I could go run up and down the strand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole strand? Yeah. Wow. And, so, like, it was a good run. The longest run I've ever done in my life was a 10-mile run, and they say it was 10 miles. I don't know. Um, and that was during season. Yeah. yeah. So we ran the flight line in uh, uh, air base in Japan. Yeah. We started at, like, the gym, and then we ran through base housing, and then we ended up running the flight line, and then we ran through the golf course, and we ended up back at the gym. And they said it was like a 10-mile run. Um, Other than that, uh, on my own, the most I've ever ran was five miles. And that was just, like, I was with a friend, yeah. and he was running every day, and uh, we were roommates at, like, some school or something in the Navy. And I was like, okay, I'll go with you. And I started running with him. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, I've never been a runner, never got run, uh, runner's high. Uh, you know, where you kind of zone out and your body's just going. Yeah. I hear about it. I can it's describe great. it because people tell me, <laughs> but I've never experienced no. it. But it, what I have experienced in this, this is, I guess it was, it was, I was kind of lucky, uh, because a lot of people couldn't build muscle as fast as I could. Yeah. You know, like if give me literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, give me seven days straight of lifting weights and pff, it looked like I've been lifting weights for a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think so? I feel like that too. Although I have, are you no, like that as well? I, I have no proof of it, but I feel like that. Okay, right? I feel okay. like, yeah. Um, I feel like as soon as I start meal prepping, my my stomach tightens up and starts getting flatter. It's still fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it tightens up, and starts getting fatter. Yeah. And I think most people that are really into fitness know like that, that. Well, yeah. Once you start calorie counting and mm-hmm. eating, you know, your vegetables and everything, you start doing changes. I'm not going to be down to 5%. I'm still going to no. be a fat boy. Don't get me like, wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. My body fat percentage doesn't change overnight. Right. But, but it starts uh, tightening. Yeah, my wife start- would be like, literally after mm-hmm. the week, how do I see your, your your six-pack forming again? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like been a week. You know? Now, oh, granted, that, yeah. um, I'm not saying that like, oh, look at that. All my fat is gone. You know what I'm saying? No, no, it's no, not no. that. Yeah. But uh, uh, a lot of it, man, it's just my my body type. Yeah. You know, the way my body is shaped. Um, if I start lifting weights, it just kind of like just forms. It's that, um, you know, they have the morphos, the morphs, right? And ectomorph, endomorph, endomorph right? And, and I think we're the endo, right? It's you could build fat easily, yeah, 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 but you can also build muscle Muscle's easily, really easy, yeah. So, but it, you can a, run also, though, yeah, yeah. But like, I can't run because I'm a runner, 
I'm a I can run because I like put in the work to run. You know what I mean? I've tried to get that runner's high, bro. I've just never got it. Yeah, I've tried I mean, it. like, it, I've tried it. I can't say like it, it. I don't know. Like I said, when I was on Coronado, I'd run from the base to the under the bridge and uh-huh. back, and it's like five miles exactly. I was averaging like probably like eight minute miles, right somewhere around there. Yeah, you know, fast. and um, I mean, it's not super it. fast, but I mean, it's, it's decent. Fast. You know yeah. what I mean? And and that was a good like that was like okay, that was a good run. Yeah, so you know, I wasn't tired from it. I was like, that was a good run at RTC. Uh, the goal was all males. They wanted you to run your mile and a half at twelve fifteen. Yeah, so it was about an eight minute mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not bragging. I'm just saying, like, I, I no. Was, it but was what good, I'm saying is, you know? an eight minute mile, I think, is a good pace. Right. That's a, a phenomenal pace. Right. Like, I, like, I think for like, um, yeah. you know, I was a little bit younger then. Because but. when I hit that man, uh, that was around the same time frame where you know I was, I was, you know, I was gonna go on stage and and things like that. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was running that. I wasn't like, yeah. So but you weren't then, you weren't even trying to run. You were just able to run that because everything else, because you were yeah, strong. Yeah, but that and also that was when I actually first got introduced into how to meal prep. Right. Um. Uh. So I had other people that were there. They competed on stage, and they started helping me out and things like that. And then, um, uh, go the gym became a ritual for me, my wife, and my kids. Yeah. Like, we were known, and we paid for a gym out in town, and we were, like, our, my family was known in that gym. Yeah. You know, um, uh, because we just had a routine. Me and the wife would go lift weights together. Yeah. At X time, there was a daycare there for the kids and so on and so forth. So they just knew our face. They knew us, and we yeah. did it for, like, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. You know, like two years straight of just, that was our thing. We would constantly work out, and... um. Yeah, I just kind of learned everything at that time. That's how everything got introduced to me. Um, but once you learn it, it's that muscle memory of, of what is, gets you back is. into now, it. Now, I was always, you know, like I said, I lift weights in high school and things like yeah. that. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, when you're in your senior year and you're lifting grown man weight and you're looking around at coaches and other guys, you're like, hey, I'm stronger than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I never experienced that well, myself. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. I understand what you're saying. Uh, but you know what I mean? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I always did that, and then you know, uh, but uh, you know that like it, it happened really quick to me because I stopped smoking weed at seventeen and got really into lifting weights. And by the time I was eighteen and a half or so, uh, getting ready to graduate, um, I had put on a lot of weight, but it was all muscle because I, you know, granted, in my mind I say it was muscle. You can only put on so much muscle in a year and a half. Yeah, but um, my body had completely changed. It does, right? Yeah. But do, and do some of that think, was just the age. Right. That's but, all, you know. But do yeah. you think, because um, when we were that, I mean, I mean, you're a little bit older than me, but, like, we didn't know shit, right? Oh, like, yeah. Our generation did not know shit when we were 18 lifting those weights. I had no idea what I was doing. If I, like you said, you look at old pictures yeah. and see how skinny you were. I, same. Yeah. I had no idea that I was skinny. Yeah, yeah. Because I had another friend that was, like, actually skinny uh-huh. and ripped as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, to me, I was just like, "Fuck, man!" Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little chubby, with the stomach. Yeah. I was strong, yeah. right? I was strong for my size. Uh-huh. I was just as strong as he was. He just had all the ripness because he was a little skinny fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I hate those kind of guys, You're, man. Yeah, but it's like freaking. Think about what never we know works today. out a day in your life. And you got no. He worked out packed. No, though, he worked you know out saying? a lot. He, oh, okay. He, he worked yeah. out a lot. But he was so, it was one of those. He worked out a lot and he yeah. was skinny. Right on. So immediately just shredded. Yeah. But I had no idea that I was as skinny as I was. Mm-hmm. I thought I was on the chubbier side still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
nowadays you can teach your we could teach our sons mm-hmm. right and i got a long ways to go like mm-hmm. this is where you're actually at yeah this is the actual work you have to put in mm-hmm. no one was teaching me that except the gym teacher and the gym teacher could give a shit because they're the football kids were in class with us mm-hmm. and they needed the attention right oh right on we're just in there to you know fill up a period to to get the a yeah yeah you know to graduate yeah yeah the football kids needed to get stronger more explosive you know all that so his focus was there yeah you know and but now you know even even though we're not as you know in shape Uh you know fit yeah we're more educated than our than our fathers probably were 100 percent and now we could teach our sons that of yeah. like, hey, look, this is this isn't where you're at, dude. Yeah. This is where you're actually at. And yeah, if yeah. you actually want to get, you know, any kind of muscles, uh-huh. you actually need to be doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you need to realize how skinny you are. Yeah. And take advantage of it by building a foundation of health. I'm going off through of that. that right now with my 16 year old son. Yeah. And um, he's he's he. I tried to get him into football. He wasn't hearing it. Um, but he loves wrestling. There you go. Um, and he, man, I tip my Better hat get strong. To him. I tip my hat to him, man. His work ethic is impeccable, man. Yeah. Um, as far as the gym goes. Now, granted, you know, um, I will brag because he's my kid. He's a straight A student. Love awesome. that kid. You know? Yeah. Straight A's. Um, he's a sophomore. But the thing is, his his work ethic in the gym. I started him lifting weights when he was thirteen, and he constantly was just like, uh, you know, can I start lifting now? Can I start? Lifting? Okay, well, wait. You know, and at 13, I got him in the gym and he just took to it like a fish takes the water, man. Yeah. And um, on his own now, he's constantly working out. Like you said, um, he he needs to be strong as a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But he was trying to cut weight. And I was talking to him about it and I was like, don't do it. You know, um, and I understand it gives him an advantage or at least at least kind of levels the playing field because other guys that are, he weighs 160 right now. Other guys that are 180 are dropping 20 pounds. To 160. You know, to be able to wrestle him, 160. Him walking at 160, he probably had to drop down to 140, One, 135. Somewhere around there, you know, and I'm yeah. like, I will not allow you to do that to your body. Yeah. You know, because you're in a developmental stage right yep. now. Your body's developing. And if you look at the collegiate wrestlers, man, those guys end up five foot four, 145 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're strong. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not good for your body. Yeah. And now even his school, his, co- excuse me, his, his high school, uh, my wife yesterday had to go take him to do a um, hydration test. Oh, because really? they're uh, they're trying to, to get rid of that stuff. Stop people yeah. from doing that. Yeah. You so, hear that a lot in like, you know, uh, Listening to Rogan and stuff and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to do a lot more of those. Hyd- are you hydrated? Yeah, exactly. Or are you yeah. dehydrated as fuck trying to lose that weight so you could come in exactly. at that weight? And is, I told him. super unhealthy. You know what if I it's said? unhealthy for adults and they're exactly. trying to do it in professional sports, at 16, high schools definitely need yeah. to not fucking do it. Yeah, and I said, look, dude, if you're wrestling a guy that's really 180 and he drops down to 160 and he kicks your butt, Oh, well, you got your butt kicked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? When you do fight that natural one, or Russell, that one, that natural 160 guy, you just got to tussling with guys is really actual weight is 180. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're going to be ready. Yeah. You know? And, um, for the longest time, he's like, no, dad, you know, this, that, and the other. Cause he's so competitive. Yeah. Um, but I just wouldn't let him do it. You know? I, I commend um, you for that, man. I just, you know what? I'm all about sports. I like sports, but I don't like sports because of the, the the glamour that possibly he could become um, a scholarship student or yeah. you know I like sports because it creates camaraderie. I told him that you know uh, you know, military kids move around a lot. Yeah, and he started his freshman year of high school last year, or excuse me, two thousand nineteen, not knowing anyone. And I said, don't worry about it, man. Join the football team. 
Guarantee you make friends. Yeah. Joined the football team, made friends everywhere. Um, got a girlfriend within like the first three months of school. You know what I mean? That's All it. that stuff, man. That's it, y'all. But it's a wrap. he had never played Pop Warner football or anything like uh-huh. that. So this was literally his first time. He, I taught him how to throw a football as a kid and all that, yeah. but he just never he never knew how to play the game. His football IQ wasn't good enough, so right. they made him a fullback and a linebacker, and he barely ever got to to play. The coach hardly ever put him in the game, right? And I mean, I went to like six, seven games, and excuse me, he barely got any play time. He was known at his school. People know him, oh, as the kid who, oh, the kid can, that can do all the push-ups or the kid that can bench this, you know, because like I yeah. said, he's been working out forever. Yeah. Um, so he's recognized as an athlete at his school, but his, his, his IQ for that sport yeah. just wasn't there. If you're trying to really do something with it, any sport like that yeah. in the high school, typically you're going to have to start younger. Yeah, you got to start, especially nowadays, man. And, you know, I've talked to Nick about the, uh, some of the sports stuff before. With, with, you know, that yeah, I see. He, his he boys got and stuff. a trainer for his kids, Yeah, which is normal nowadays. I, I told yeah. you, my buddy was explaining alcohol to me. Yeah. Um, he's a trainer, and he was talking about most of his clients are teenage kids now. Yeah. Parents are paying. I mean, some of that has to do with where we live. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're Probably. in Southern California. Um, you know, uh, it's competitive. Um, Trying to create athletes, which um, I, I, don't, also, I don't think anything you know, wrong with it. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. I'm not. I'm not judging yeah. him for it. But I agree. You know, if you're now, I'll be honest with you. If he was in a small town in Texas where I'm from, oh, he's he, he's starting. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um, but it's just not like that here. But yeah, and you know that's you know that goes into like but small town Texas. Yeah. The boys, I mean, they might be lifting weights. Oh, but they doing a lot of other stuff too. They doing work. Oh yeah, like like corn fed white boys like that. Yeah, yeah. Lime boys. Yeah. Well, corn fed all boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But Not when I say corn fed white boys, man, them linemen in Texas, man. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what them boys are on, man. They, they on that hay yeah, bale, man. hay yeah. bales, yeah. and motherfucking whatever yeah, else. Boys, you know? man. They and they hit hard. Yeah, they hit hard. I remember yeah. them days, man. They um, hit hard. They hit hard. Yeah, you know, I never played any uh, sport in like school. Yeah, athletic sport. Any regrets for that? No. Right on. None. I like. I just always looked at like like um. One, I'm big like, I can look back and look at anything. None of them are pro. Yeah. None of them. I had a good friend. You know, he played high school. He was good. Uh, I remember when he was like senior year when he was getting letters. Uh-huh. You know, Nebraska, Oregon, you know, big schools. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he ended up not being able to go to any of them for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, shout out Jawanza. And uh, he ended up going to uh, the local uh, JUCO. Mm-hmm. He won a national championship with them. Oh wow! At, at the junior college level, yeah. which is still big, yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. it's just like, like, and this isn't like negative or talking, but that's it. So, how much of your life, like, did you put into it? And that might be enough, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like if you're how much of how much energy you are expending into something, mm-hmm. and then what's the return on that investment? Uh, and you're speaking from high school or collegiate level. I'm supposed or or any, any. I think you know um, what I mean. Like okay, so case in point, the the scenario I just gave with my son. Yeah, uh, how coming to a new school, not knowing anyone, join the football team, and boom, automatically in a social network. Right. You know. Cool. So there was there's there's a lot of benefits of sports. There's discipline that comes along with it. Um, and when I mean the discipline, my son on the wrestling team right now has to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's discipline for me too because I had to wake up and take him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but, but after like, how is he going to college? Oh, for wrestling? For wrestling? I don't know. 
I don't know. And he, he would love to. Um, you know, I can't, you know, who am I to say that that's what's going to happen? I, I know that would be a dream come true for him. Right. Yeah. But, but um, it's like, I always look at it as one of those things like, you you know, if you're going to, if you're that next level talent. Mm. And if you're wondering, you're probably not that next level talent. I mean, that that, that could be true. It could, it, and I'm not, I mean, there's no, no diss. I'm just saying no, I don't in take all it sports. But what I'm saying you is, know what um, I mean? there's a lot of levels right. to that yes. next level. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot, like I got. Man, could you be on I the team? My, and- I doubt my my uh my my cousin is gonna hear this. And it's actually my cousin's son. Mm-hmm. Um, handsome kid, healthy looking kid, great football player, right? And um, he signed to some college that I have never heard of. I'm sure it's not like, but it was a big deal. It was signing day yeah, for him yeah. to go to college. Yeah. on a football scholarship. Yeah, granted, is he gonna be playing NCAA, big five Orange or Bowl? Yeah. you know anything? No. But he is going to be able to play college ball, you know. Um, so, you know, there's different levels to everything, right. you know. So, it, it just, I don't know. Again, I'm just hoping more so than anything. You know what? This is the thing. Some parents say, I just want to push education. Some parents say, I just want to, I want my son to be an athlete. I want my daughter to be an athlete, mm-hmm. whatever the case. I just want my kids to enjoy life. Yeah. There, there were so many things that I did when I was a kid that I messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to go into everything I did, you know, because uh, this would be a whole different you know what I mean? experience. It wouldn't be called Bravo Zoo. It's not Bravo Zoo with conversation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but the things that I did in my past, you know, uh, I missed out on a lot of things. And when I finally got my head together and I was like, you know what? I need to clean my act up. I tried to play catch up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I tried to, um, I went from high school dropout, 10th grade to Never going to prom, never going to homecoming, so on and so forth. To when I decided to go back to school to finish high school, I started my second year as a senior with freshman credits. Because, yeah, yeah I dropped out in the 10th grade because I didn't do shit in the 9th grade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I started my second year as a senior with second year. I mean, I didn't graduate. Yeah. Started my second year as a senior, right? That's why I was 18 and a half and still, like, getting ready to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I had to play catch up. Right. Um, so my second year as a senior, I was homecoming king. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Straight up, bro. Like, I just tried to take advantage of everything that I didn't do. Yeah. Because I was out there in the streets. Yeah. When I got my head together and I started to, like, take life seriously um, and taking my future seriously, I got involved in school. And I'm not saying, like, all of a sudden I'm, like, student council president. Yeah. But uh, she was my date. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up, bro. Yeah, real talk. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Yeah. So yeah. uh <laughs> she was my date. <laughs> yeah, she was my date to fucking homecoming. You know what I'm saying? That's so, funny, man. Uh I just I I I want my kids to experience and enjoy life. I just had a conversation with my my son, my six year old son about college. I was like, dude, you're more than welcome to stay at home with mom and dad while you go to college. But I think it'd be a good idea if you could experience college life. Yeah. Go get that dorm. Go join a fraternity if you choose. Yeah. You know, go experience. I just want you to enjoy life. You know what I mean? Um, and that's really boils down to if it if for you that means wrestle. Hey, bro, I'm, hey, I'm here. Like, I have not missed any days of barber school since I started. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do 12 hours a day. Today is the first day I missed because I wanted to be here uh, because I enjoyed oh, it so much man, last time. You, and next Thursday. Because my son has his first wrestling match. Right. Um, other than that, I mean, when I when I clocked out today, they were like, 
That was the first because the system we use to clock in and out of school says your name. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was it. the yeah. first time they had heard my name because everyone calls me Soul there. Okay, um, so that was the first time that they actually heard my name, and they're like, "That's your name?" And I was like, "Yeah," and they were like, "I've never heard you clock out," because <laughs> you know? I'm there all the time. Yeah, you know, so uh, yeah, man, I, that's my only thing. It's not about hey, education. Education is important. He wants to be a dentist. I'm all about that. I hope it happens. You know what I mean? And um, sports, health, like I said, I, I put him in the gym at a young age. Yeah. Um, you know, but more than anything, just enjoy life, dude. That's what it's all no, about. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. And if anyone's listened to when me and Nick could talk about it, it's the same, right? That, that's, that's my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. I just, like, get concerned. I, I heard that episode also. I think I, I'm more concerned with, not even concerned because it's not my kid and whatever, but I, it's interesting to me when parents are more concerned about the athletic life or, you know, um, either or, or the education, like when it's only going to be education. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and I just sit back and I just watch like, well, are you going to let them live? How do you feel about education? Like How for children? College. College? Uh, I think it's uh, overvalued, mm-hmm. way too fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it was a push from colleges and corporations and shit. Um to make you think that you must have it to mm-hmm. succeed. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, and you don't. Are you going to push it on your kids? No. Nikki's going to handle that. So, it's, it's however, <laughs> however, she kind of, because yeah. she, she, she went that route. Right. So, she's even more informed on it anyway. Yes, and yeah. I'm not informed. So, I get it. that's I get where it. I don't, I don't, I have an opinion, uh-huh. but I let, I let her, I mean, we make the decision together. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, you know, we, we, my, Michael's back in school now. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. we were having the discussion. Do we want to put him back in this and that? You know, still things are lingering right now. Things are opening. But we had some concerns, health concerns about it, mm-hmm. which was the biggest thing. But those aside, when it came down to what school do we want to put him into? Because mm-hmm. we were thinking private schools. You know, we, we have an elementary. I could piss and hit it, you know, right mm-hmm. down the block. I'm sure you drive by it. Mm-hmm. Right. A great elementary school from everything we hear. Mm-hmm. But private schools are better. You know what I mean? Here? Yeah. Okay. The, the ones we were looking at, some of the Christian academies mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, what they call Mont- Montessori's, Montessori's, mm-hmm. something like know. that. I don't know. Um, we're looking at some of those. She has uh, friends that send their kids there and mm-hmm. just nothing but great remarks about them. Mm-hmm. And I don't have an opinion on it. I went to public school. She went to public school. She went to a lot of the Dodd schools, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in the military. So it's like... um. I just I refer to her like well, I don't know, babe. What do you think? What, babe? what do you think? Yeah. What do you think would be best for them? Yeah, I because it. I do want them to be smart. I do want them to have a great education. Yeah, and, and that's like right now. Once it gets into the college thing, uh-huh. I'm gonna sit back and just be like, "What do you want, kid?" Yeah, I think it would be good for the experience, like you were mentioning. Uh-huh. It'd be good if you go and experience things and do this and do that and yeah. uh, every, right in line with everything you said. What you about military? Home. So you kind of agree. You, you know where I was yeah. coming from. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about military? What do you want to do, man? Whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'll I, tell you I what I told my kids. And, and this, there's no right or wrong to it. I'm just trying to hear right, you. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I, I told my kids, um, unless you're getting into uh, medical law or STEM. Yeah. You know, engineering. Well, shit, it's like STEAM now or yeah, something. STEAM, but yeah, I, 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 yeah know, same. Um, but unless you're getting into those areas, you're not going to college. Period. Um, unless you want to pay for it, I'll pay for your way to college if you go through any of those areas. Yeah. Um, but if you're outside of that area, I highly advise that you don't go. Yeah. Uh, you'd be much better off going to a trade school, 
and learning on your own. I have a business degree. You don't require a business degree if you want to be an entrepreneur. You know, so really, if you're not getting into STEM, if you're in, or STEAM now, yeah. if you're not getting into law or you're not getting into the medical field, yep. why go into? I have a sister, um, sixty thousand dollars in debt. She's a school I'm teacher. Sorry. School teacher. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and now she's working on her master's degree, which is going to be more debt, you know, um, because she wants to get in this, uh, eventually become a, a school counselor. Also, um, school teachers, a decent salary, but we all know teachers are underpaid. Right. Um, Extremely underpaid. Yeah. And yes. she's one year older than me. We grew up. People always called us twins because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a boy. She's a girl. Um, so size wise, we were always comparable. We walk to school together, come back to school together. I'm in the third grade. She's in the fourth. I'm in the fourth. She's in the fifth, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. So um, people, oh, yeah, there goes the, you know, the twins, whatever, you know. Um, but we weren't twins. We were a year apart. But she, throughout the years of our adult life, you know, um, with all the different countries I've called her from, hey, where you at now? You know, I call home. Hey, what's up? You know, hey, where you at? Oh, I'm in Greece. Oh, I'm in Portugal. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm in Thailand or whatever. And she, I could hear her on the other end of the phone like, oh, wow, that sounds cool. You know what I mean? And now, granted, things have changed throughout the years, but I'm talking the early stages. I'm I'm 19. She's 20. Yeah. You know, so on and so forth. Yeah. And throughout the years. And I could just, she was always happy for me, but it was, I was I always could tell she was just like, wow, that sounds so cool, you know? And then for me to have my bachelor's degree and not owe a penny to no one. Yeah. And for her to have a bachelor's degree, and she's sixty thousand dollars in debt. She still lives in our same hometown. Yeah, you know, so on. Yeah, you know, she went to a great college. She went to Texas A and M. You know, good school. She was a smart girl. Always had her stuff together. But it's just like I told my kids, I was like, "Don't do it. Don't do it unless you're going into steam, yeah, law or medical field, because those are advanced degrees that require." that level of education to yes. get into that field. Yes. You know what I mean? You you don't necessarily have to have a marketing degree to get into marketing. No. You don't have to have an you know a finance degree to get into finance. When my sister was in school, she was account receivables for a construction company. You know, she was there's just all these different avenues to get into these fields. You know what I mean? So And and the the those degrees and those fields that require those degrees that you talked that you just on that you mentioned secondary, yeah, yeah. not the the medical steam stuff, yeah, finance those things, right? Yeah, people that have those degrees in those fields don't even. They're in New York. Yeah, they went to Yale's. They went to Harvard's. NYU, they went to yeah. you know, yeah, yeah they went Columbia, to Ivy or something. Yeah, the Ivy League. Yes, and their mommy and daddy mm-hmm. are connected. Yeah, and, and it, it's a it's a. It's a process that gets them into those things, yeah. okay? Or it's some motherfucker that um, started off small somewhere, mm-hmm. makes a, a bunch of money because he, he knew how to do the day trade or how to read the markets, and then he made some more money, and he made some more money, and he moved up the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. and his degree is from nowhere yeah. still probably. Right on. He just knows what he's doing, yeah. and he and lucked up a few times, yeah. and he's recognized. Now he's managing and his own hedge fund, and exactly. Yeah, yeah, and right that on. motherfucker's a billionaire, and yeah. you don't know who he is, yeah. but he's a billionaire, yeah. and he's making other people millionaires. What was that guy's name? Timothy Sykes, I think his name. He took his. Uh, it's a guy, man. Um, he does like penny trade for the most part, though, like right. twelve dollars and under okay. per share. But uh, he took like his bar mitzvah money. And turned it into it. like a million yeah. bucks or something. That's crazy. And then at, because of that, 
you know, his family's friends was like, hey, here's like some you, money. You know, Do it. And then boom. Next yeah. thing you know, now he has his own private hedge fund. There you go. Yeah. But it started from an investment yeah. of his own, you know, yeah. birthday money. Right but, you know, that that's something me and Nick can talk about is things like that. Like, you know, she's a nurse. Yeah. And we always talk about, like, like there's levels to work. Yeah. Right? We are in a career mm-hmm. field, right? Military, mm-hmm. it's a career. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a profession. Mm-hmm. To me, the a profession mm-hmm. You're a professional. Mm-hmm. That's the highest level of, you know, you got a job. Mm-hmm. You know, you could work gigs. So you can have a job. I'll say this much. Uh, and I know exactly, and I, I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I would say that there are some professional, not necessarily Navy, even Navy though, but there are some professional soldiers. Yeah, you can you, say you that. You know what I mean? Like Blackwater and, and you know what right. I'm saying? That yes, like, yes, you, yes. It could be your, prof- I am a right. professional, so, you know. Right. Person. No, no, no. But anyway, I, I, for the sake no, of argument. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you, like, yeah. the SEALs, that's a profession. Yeah. They are a highly trained, you exactly. know, different ones like that. Yeah. But your typical grunt. Yeah. No, they're, that's they're a career or a job. You know, like, there's. I, I see what I, you're I, saying. I, I understand I what you're saying. I see too. what you're saying, though. I but, see, yeah. you know, and, and that's where it goes back to, like, hey, man, unless you're going to school, college. Yeah. For a profession, yeah, like you were speaking about, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we really doing? And, and, yeah. and Nikki would be the first one to jump out and be like, "You're not going to school for psych, yeah?" Because you know, again, I, I'm. Look, I agree. Look, I'm sorry if you got a psych degree, and, and but, but, hey, but you what, know what? What are you doing with? It? I'm gonna be a, a honest. Bachelor's with you. in psych. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, with Yeah, if you stop at bachelor's, you're in trouble. But right. mental health and therapy nowadays, it, yeah, for sure. It is on the everywhere I go, every every radio station I mm-hmm. listen to, every podcast, yeah. everything. Everyone's talking about you need to see a therapist. You need to see a therapist. Yeah, you need to see a therapist. Have you seen a therapist? Why aren't you seeing a therapist? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, man, I start thinking to myself, shoot, how many credits do you need to switch? <laughs> but again, like <laughs> become a you therapist, need, bro. You like, need that masters. Yeah, you have to have. You can't just stop at bachelor's. And I don't degree. think a lot of people realize. Like what degree you need to actually get into the door agree, yeah. of the career or profession that you're trying to go for? One hundred percent. I think nowadays, and I don't think it's far fetched to say this that um, it seems like it's being pushed. The media is pushing for everyone to have a therapist. And when I say media, I mean all the outlets that I see. Not I just literally news. You're see about people. Media. Yeah, media. I literally. Yeah, not just news. Yeah. I mean like. Podcasts and yes. you know, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. All, all forms of media, social yeah. media, so on and so forth. Yeah, but all everywhere I go, I hear I've literally heard people say, "I think everyone should see a therapist." Have you ever heard anyone say that? No, but I know I, what you're talking about because I've been listening to some other podcasts yeah. where the ad comes on uh-huh. and it's an ad for some kind of like therapist counseling. So I'll like say, a hotline that you can call. Yeah, I get it. And I, I'm like, uh, I, it surprised me though. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like we're having advertisements yeah, for for. For therapy now? Yeah. You know, there's... I don't know. That's how I felt the first time. I was in Philadelphia and an advertisement for uh, for HIV meds kept coming on the radio. And I was just like, what? Like, no offense, you know, not to be... No, in, but... Not, not to be, in, you know, in... in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In... Um, Inconsiderate to those yeah. who have it. Uh, but I was new in Philadelphia and I had never... I'm from a small town, man. I wasn't used to that. You know what I mean? But, like, so, it, anyway... It uh, makes you think, wow, what's the problem in Philadelphia? Exactly. That's exactly where my mind went. You know, I'm not seeing what no one here. You know? Right. Exactly. That's how I felt. But uh, have you ever heard of The Breakfast Club? 
Yes. So you know who Charlemagne the God yeah, is? Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Brilliant idiots also. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I've heard it. Okay. Or so, heard the name. Yeah. Don't. So he pushes it and he thinks everyone should. I listen to a guy named Kevin Sam and I don't mean to name drop but the other episode uh, you know, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're forgive fine. Me for that. No, no, you're I don't know the uh, etiquette for this. It don't matter to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So again, forgive me if I'm wrong. But anyway, yeah, um, I've heard a lot of people who I listen to who I respect their opinion. A lot of indiv- different individuals say, uh, um, you know, that they feel like everyone should see a therapist. Me personally, oh man, I just don't believe in it. You know? Don't believe in everyone or no, don't believe in therapy? I don't believe in everyone having to see. I think there are people in the world uh, who need therapy. Yeah. You know? I just don't consider myself to be one of them. No. And I don't ever see myself going to go see one. Um, and it's not. I'll, I'll be honest, when me and my wife have had trials and tribulations as a married couple, and we were like, okay, well, let's go see a therapist. I went and saw the therapist, and it was one session. Um, she kept going back, um, but the married session, the lady even told me, I don't think you need to be here. And I was like, that's what I was trying to tell my wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Swear to God, true story, bro. Swear uh, to God, true story. All right, uh, honey. I'll be in the yeah, car. I was like, so then my wife was mad, too. She was like, you're not really trying. I was like. You heard the lady, right? Yeah. The lady this said, is I, your idea, yeah. babe. She was like, she said, I don't need to be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So work um, on you. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> exactly, bro. That's exactly what happened, bro. That is exactly oh, what happened. Oh, man. And you know what? I don't know if all therapists are this way, but or maybe just my wife. God bless her, man. I love her to death. But she's like, I really feel like we, we really build a friendship. Like, she's my friend. And I was like, she's supposed to make you feel that way. She's like, yeah. you know, a so stripper. So you're comfortable. Like, you, you sound like the guy who thinks the stripper really likes him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, she's literally just like, no, I think, like, she's my friend. She just gave me her number. And I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah he just like, wants you to come back and She's supposed to make you feel that way. It's 200 you know an hour. Yeah. God bless her, man. She's such a sweet girl, man. But that's yeah. funny but so go ahead i was like no um i haven't heard it as much as you but i think you're right yeah. i think there is starting to push some stuff i think that some people do need it there yeah. are some mental health issues yeah but i believe we're taking the next step you know um depression right depression's real yeah i think people uh there's a few things like depression anxiety mm-hmm. i think a lot of the people self diagnose themselves 100 percent, and they don't actually have a doctor's note saying they have it yeah they just well i feel this way and it's their you know quote unquote truth so they must have it and you know i've asked but well have you gone to a doctor no i know what i have okay yeah i'm not saying i know you better than you know yourself yeah i'm just saying if it if a doctor hasn't diagnosed you yeah what are you doing exactly why don't you go see a doctor then so you could get the proper medication or the proper therapy and counseling or whatever otherwise you're not doing nobody around here a favor yeah because you are Mm self-medicating via what whatever drugs yeah alcohol uh eating habits um abuse whatever it is it's not healthy because you're not going to be seeking the right things but then it's pushed, right, that more people have it and that it's okay to have it. And it is okay to have it, you know, any of those things. But I think it makes it easy for people to be like, oh, it's okay to have this. Let me raise my hand. I have it. You, you know what I think? I think that um, the mentality that life is supposed to always be blissful Yeah, is a flawed mentality. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not, you know, okay, yeah, maybe certain things make you feel less comfortable than other things, this level of anxiety that you get. But a lot of times, not all the time, um, but sometimes, I'll say sometimes, it's healthy. And mm-hmm. this mentality that I feel like a lot of people just feel like if I'm not in a state of bliss, then something's wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because I'm not feeling in the state of bliss, but I can take this medication to get me there because whatever obstacle is making my life uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I listened to a, a certain statistic that says, and I had to pull it up. I was like, there's no way that this is true. One in four women are on some type of medical, uh, excuse, uh, medication for, for, uh, mental. I, okay. Or emotional disorders. One in four women. That's, 20, that's a lot. That is a ton. One that's in a, four. That's 25%. So sorry, man. I thought no, this thing was on vibrate. No, that's, that's, um. That is a shit ton. That's like concerning for One me. One in four. And yeah. I was like, no way. So I had to pull the stat. And it's true. One that's in four women. And you know what? I'm not going to say the person's name, but I heard someone, I was listening to somebody, and they made the argument. They were like, we, for one, that is definitely a first world problem. Uh-huh. Um, but for two women and not just women, but human beings in general, specifically in the United States are living the most comfortable life in mm-hmm. the history of mankind. Yeah. And one in four of, of, of women are on something, excuse me. Yeah. Some kind of medication. This Dr. Pepper is like bubbling. I keep burping in this mic, man. I'm so sorry, bro. You're fine. Yeah, so that to me is freaking mind-boggling. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, it, to me, when you hear things like that, it just makes you think, well, it's got to be something else then, right? It, it's got to be, because it can't be our, our, well, part of it is our lifestyle of having everything easy mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, the quick self-gratification and mm-hmm. things are things are easy. So when something hard comes along, it seems a lot harder um, I just, you know, people ask me, yo, well, haven't you ever been depressed? And I'm like, nah, no, I haven't. I have, I've never had medication for it, but like depressed. Yes. Or like in a shitty area, slump, a bad month. You know what I mean? No, no. Uh, it, it, it came to the point where I thought this must just be life because it's been over a year. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Like literally I was like. This just must be life. Yeah. Because I kept telling myself it's going to go away, but it never did. And it okay. happened in my early 20s. Happened in my early 20s. And I overcame it um, without any medication or anything like that. And um, I saw this meme, right? And it, man, it struck a chord with me. It said, uh, it was it was a quote from Tupac. And it said, forgive me for acting like I don't need anyone, but... When I was at my lowest, I didn't have anyone to to pull me out of it. Yeah. All I had was myself. Right. So now I feel like I don't need anyone. And, man, that is me to the fullest, you know, because the things that I went through, no one pulled me out of. Um, I I pulled myself out of it, you know. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just like, dude, if I can overcome that, I can go overcome anything on my own, you know. And it might not, I'm not saying it's the right way to be. Right. But I just understood exactly what he meant because I knew that struggle, you know. You know, um, I, I, I haven't. Like I've had some shitty years. Yeah, but it wasn't all year long. It was just like it was like shitty times. Shitty, yeah. a lot of things happening. Yeah, 
you know i don't think everyone should or and or does you know right. what i mean go through depression I, and i i wasn't diagnosed yeah you know all i can tell you so i'm one of those clowns you were talking about <laughs> you but, know what but, i mean but i i for one you're talking 20 years ago yeah where i didn't i i didn't even know how to get treatment you know right. what i mean and I didn't even know it was quote unquote depression. Right. I didn't walk around and tell people um, I, I'm depressed. I'm, right. You know, you just felt like just shit for the whole knew year. Right. For whatever reason. Right. That I was not happy. Right. You know, and it was the not happy kind where I don't want to get out of bed. It was the not happy yeah, kind like, where, but it lasted for years. It was yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's it was, a it was like I just sure. knew that. And then it wasn't until later in life. You know, I'm talking 10 years later, you hear everybody talking about, you know, I'm like, oh, I was depressed. Oh, that was, you know, you know, this is what I was like, oh, shit, I had depression back then. That's what that was. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, so again, I don't know, maybe I'm not in a position to even say, yeah, I had it. But I just know what it feels like to like just um, seem helpless, seem hopeless, feel. There was points, man, I remember very vividly. I, I would pull over in the middle of driving. It was just a whole series. The anxiety and depression was just completely overtaking me. Um, and this is like so far away in, in years, you know, but I can still remember it so vividly, you know. Um, it was like almost 20 years ago. But I remember uh, uh, I would have to pull over the car if I was driving and like try to close my eyes and breathe, you know. I would feel like if I stopped at a red light, all the cars around me, was like the drivers or whoever would be like watching me really or looking at me or they could even read my mind and they knew what I was thinking. I'm just sitting here and I'm just bugging out in my head, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was completely sober, wasn't on any kind of drugs or any alcohol or nothing, man. It was just. This was in the Navy? I was in the Navy during this time. Do you feel any of that was work related? Um, I don't think so, man. Because, you know, 20 years ago, you were a young buck in the Navy. I was. I, I don't think so because um, at that time I was so Joe Navy. Yeah. You know, I was so Joe Navy. I didn't feel stress from work. Work was my release. Right. You know, I, I think I mentioned that last time I was here. You know, um, I was the opposite. Some guys joked with the Navy their beginning of their career, first 10 years or whatever, and then took it serious. Flip that. That's, that, and that's what I am. I was serious about my Naval career, and now – I mean, I hate to admit it. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I, yeah, I straight it. up, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, eh. You know, I was on the phone today, man, talking about how I can give up collaterals and stuff because I'm like, I'm done with it. Yeah. You know, and granted, I'm getting ready to retire now, but it's been like, man, I've had that eh feeling for like ever since I made Chief, bro. Like, um, I, I fought to get to Chief, and once I got to Chief, I was like, this is what I work so hard for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I um, feel you. Yeah. You know, so I again, I'm not trying to, you know, bash Chiefs. No, it's definitely it's, not. It's, that it's that not comment about, wasn't direct. It's about your, it's about it your just, career yeah. and your feelings. So, like, I was so like, I had friends that were, um, you know, kind of similar background as me from New Orleans or from uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, or from Texas, or like Dallas or whatever. And we all hung out together. We were the only black dudes in the squadron per se. You know what I mean? And uh, we all kind of understood each other. And I remember they would even like when I would go back to my barracks room, they'd be like, "Damn, bro, you, you're, you're so." professionally at work you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna lie like <laughs> I, I kid you not 
it, it it stuck with me because that's something that you just kind of remember. Someone mm-hmm. someone takes the time to say, I respect I respect that about you. Like you're different at work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just took the Navy very seriously. I yeah. was like, man, I'm a this is gonna be my This is your thing. This is my thing. This is it. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, all that yeah, kind of burnt out. So I you know, I cause I that a lot of times nowadays, right, when we're talking about like the depression stuff and mental health, a lot of people in the Navy we know and in our position it's work related or they connect it with work. And I just always ask the question like, like why, how? Cause again, I like, I, it's, it's just a curiosity. Like what about your work is so hard right now? What, what about it, it is so tough? What, what is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. What about the work? What about the workload? And I understand the workload can get fucking massive. It can, it can. I'm not, I'm not saying it can't. I agree. But I, I'm just, I want to know. Bro, you So if you're listening and, 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 and you feel that you've had depression or you feel any of that, you know, drop me an email, share the story, you know, let yeah. me know if you want to come on and talk about it. Because I'm just, because again, I have not felt depression. I have not felt anxiety. I have not felt all those things that are considered like mental health stuff. I would say I've never felt them. Bro, you're bringing up the feelings of, like, the politically incorrect side of me right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you've seen that side yeah. of me, bro, and you're like, you're like, he's, he's like waking up. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I just, he's like, like yeah. bro, there's so much. I don't care, okay? And I'm I, I, I'm sensitive to, to people's struggle because I have to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the right thing to say. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. But come the fuck on. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not and I'm not saying to everyone, you know, because I know what it feels like to be heavy workload and so on yeah. and so forth. But there's so many people that fucking milk the system, bro. Yeah. It fucking irks the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm gonna be hundred percent honest with you. It doesn't just go for active duty. It goes for reservists right now, also. Yeah. Uh, not excuse me, not reservists. People who got out. Yeah. I can't tell you how oh, many yeah. people I've met. In the past year, that is milking tax dollars. Yep. And I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna go too much into that. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that bro, have PTSD out there bro, getting paid for it. I don't know what the fuck they got PTSD for. I don't know how the fuck the United States government is gonna be able to sustain this. Yeah. Four years of service and you're getting 100%, which is 3700 fucking dollars a month yeah. for the rest of your fucking for life. What? Uh, what's your ailment? Uh, yeah. Migraines. <laughs> like what the fuck right. You know what I'm saying And, and again You know I'll I tell you another thing man I, I literally Fucking lost my shit On this woman Um I fucking went ape shit on her Because She went to boot camp Right 15 years ago 15 years ago Went to boot camp Right She did not Complete boot camp She did not Complete boot camp For whatever Issue Uh uh, Stress fracture Or whatever Mm -hmm. You know what stress fracture Is in the military Yeah like in the shins So you know what It really boils down to You're saying it hurts And nothing comes up On x-ray So we're just gonna Let you go You know what I'm saying That's really what It boils down to Um But anyway She didn't complete Basic training And This freaking Person Had the audacity To complain About why she doesn't Qualify For the VA home loan which is in this zip code upwards of $600,000 secured loan for a home. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. you did less than eight weeks in the military. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. and she was like really adamant. Like I deserve my benefits. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just fucking drove me nuts. I yeah, wanted that's to, correct. 
That's crazy. It goes worse than that, man. I've heard so much crap. Um, you know, and as far as service members that are active duty, you know, um, man, I've had I've had people ask me why doesn't the military pay cell phone bills? You talked about private school. I had a chief stand up at a CO's call with the admiral. It was admiral's call, excuse me. Raise his hand, right, and ask the admiral, um, because we have to move and PCS to locations that the Navy needs us at, if we're not satisfied with the schools, why can't the Navy cover private schools for our kids? That's wild. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is the type of shit where I'm just like, what the fuck? And this was a fucking chief that said this shit, man. I couldn't believe it. I was like, if you don't shut the fuck up, you know what I'm saying? You want the Navy to fucking pay for your private school for your kids? You know, like, when do we draw the line? Like, what yeah. the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's this level of entitlement. You know, again, I'm on a tangent now. You know what I'm saying? It's just, no, no, you're It just fine. fucking drives me fucking nuts. Like, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me right now? You know, and it's it's just this level of entitlement that everyone lives in now. It drives me fucking crazy, man. Let's take uh let's take a piss break and we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. So we back. Um you know, uh tis the season. You know, I had my uh in the latest episode, I don't know if you let I just dropped an episode today, right? A short short episode. I was talking about uh, different things. And uh, I just had my uh midterm CDB, yeah, uh, for a chief. Midterm counseling or actual CDB? Oh, excuse me. No, yeah, counseling. Yeah. Midterm, Midterm counseling. counseling. Yeah. And um, you know, it's with this uh, command senior chief, and you know, one of the things. So you know, right out of the gate, they were like, "Hey, uh, so you know, you're here for like a while, like five years, okay? Um, what are you? What are you trying to do after this?" Tour, because you're going to be at like 22 or whatever. What are you trying to do? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to retire. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm like, okay, so you don't want to make senior chief? And I was like, excuse me? Five years from now? I was like, I was like, <laughs> well, like, what do you mean? You asked me what I'm trying to do after this. Mm-hmm. Okay. That answered with retire. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying, I don't want to make senior chief. Mm-hmm. You, you're assuming I don't want to get paid. Mm-hmm. More money mm-hmm. for the next five years, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of taking, I take it back because, like, like what do you, what, why, why would you say that? Why would you jump to that? That's just stupid, right? Like, I've only been up once. This is my second time, mm-hmm. right? For eight, and you know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna make it or not. I'm not worried about it mm-hmm. one way or the other. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I don't want to get what I've earned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm putting in work. Okay, over the next five years, mm-hmm. I better get that damn eval 100% that I've earned. Reflects that, right? Yeah. Now, at the end of it, right? If it's like you know, one year out, two years out, I still ain't made it or something, and someone approached me and they're like, "Hey, man, look, like you an EP? Mm-hmm. There's other EPs you holding people up that mm-hmm. want to stay in. Mm-hmm. Would would you fall back? Yeah." I'd fall back. Yeah. I'd have no problem with that. Right on, right on. You know what I mean? Because like at my like at this point, I know what my my end goal is: retirement. Mm-hmm. If I ain't picked up by then, I ain't picked up by then. I'm picking up in the last year or two. Isn't going to change your decision. My decision. Yeah. Right. And the write up shouldn't change either, just because I fall back on on an X in the box. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, so we did that. And then from that, we rolled into uh, the first classes. You know, everyone started getting their, their flood of, I got my golden ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's annoying. Is it? Yes. Wow, I didn't expect you to say that. Really? Yeah. I fucking find it so annoying. Go back through my fucking shit. I guarantee you, I I, I put 99%. I did not announce that I had a golden ticket. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure Nikki announced it. Yeah. Because she does a lot of that, like, for me. She'll say, congrats, babe, and tag me and something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't hear it from myself because myself is, all right, so what? I swear, there are number one fans, man. My wife knew I made Chief before I did. My wife knew I made CMG before I did. For real? She told me both times. That's dope. Yeah. That's super dope. Yeah. But it's like, what? What? I still got work to do. Mm-hmm. What? What is the, the golden ticket, man? Yeah. Like, what? So you could walk through Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and mm-hmm. fucking get shit out of fucking Blueberry? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what, what, what? What? Who cares? Yeah. Is your shit together? Is it ready? You going to make it this time? How yeah. many times have you been up? Six? Seven? Yeah. Eight? Yeah. Well, oh, you finally, you, did you finally get that golden ticket? So that conversation we were having right before we came back on, right? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to go into it a little bit without too many details. Um, but my thing is when I was having a CDB with the first class about him not making board, um, you know, everyone was focused on his comfort level. How well does he study? Does he have the right study habits? And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, this guy's a first class. Like, he's passed three naval exams already to get to the pay grade where he's at mm-hmm. right now. Um, I don't think he doesn't know how to study. You yeah. know? Um, he might not even be the most proficient at studying, but he's competent enough to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, uh, so I, so I, I just asked him, I was like, how many times have you been up for chief? And he's like, uh, four. And I'm like, how many times have you missed board? And he was like, uh, four. And I'm like, well, seems to me like it's not a necessarily a new issue that's arising here. Um, it's probably uh, not a study issue. I asked him, I'm like, how motivated are you to make chief? And he's like, well, you know, I'm just really just trying to retire. And that is a qu- that is what I get from a lot of PO1s nowadays. Yeah. Which you're, hey. Cool. If that's what you want, that's what you want. I'm not here to, to judge you for it. I just hate the fact that we have to expend, um, do this dog and pony show. Expend the energy. You know, to have to have this conversation with mm-hmm. you. Um, I had another guy. Again, I won't go into too much detail about him. Um, but he's like, you know, just checked in. Hadn't been here at the, the place that, you know, at this command when this happened uh, that long. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, I just decided that, you know, I wasn't really, my plan was to get out the military, you know? Um, and I'm like, um, you just got here, uh, PO one. So I'm like, did you have to officer for these orders? I mean, obviously you have to be here for at least two years. So I was like, when's your EOS? And his EOS is like three to four years down the road. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so you're telling me you didn't study to make board because you're going to get out and you have four years left in the military (laughs) like what are we saying right now you know what i mean like it just doesn't make any sense yeah you know like okay you want to get out but you're not gonna try to put that's what at a bare minimum from e6 to chief 
it's like what four or five hundred bucks a month. Yeah. You multiply that by twelve. You know, you're looking at easily five, possibly six grand a month a year times three years. You know, like that's like thirty. You don't you're want to make like, more money. You're leaving like twenty thousand dollars. That's not. That's right. just base pay. That's not even including BH. Just right. So I'm like, okay, if you are gonna get out, wouldn't it be smart to have as much money as you can in the yeah. meantime? You know, it just, it's just, I don't know. Dude. It's wasted energy, and that goes back. Yeah. You know, maybe a senior chief sitting down with me, a command or a CMC or someone. And I tell them I plan on retiring, and they think the same thing. Why well, I I don't need to expend the energy with you. No, you don't. But you, you better give me what I fucking earn and what I deserve. So it kills me because the Navy has this idea that everyone is supposed to be a leader, and it's just bullshit. You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. Everyone's not supposed to be a leader, and all of us know that. They don't want to because you know what? You ask anyone. Well, hold, on. hold on. Let's say that different. I interrupted. Everyone has the capability and is a leader. Not everyone should lead people. There's a difference, right? Well, what are you What are you leading if you're not? Everyone's it, it, a leader. It, it, it could be one of those like simple, you know, Seaman Timmy seeing something wrong. You better lead yourself to ring the fucking bells. Well, okay, that's you're nice. you're like it's circumstantial yeah. kind of things. Not everyone should be leading people. Yeah, but everyone, and I'm saying, look at eval. What are they looking for in evals? What are they looking for? Uh, you know, um, in any avenue of the grading scale mm-hmm. of who this individual is, we're always being graded. We're always being assessed. And this idea that everyone is supposed to be a leader is just such a flawed system, you know. And a grand organization this size, you know, um, there has to be different levels of leadership. I get that. Yeah. But all of us have experienced leaders that shouldn't be leaders. Yeah. And the only reason they're leaders is because they've been in that position long enough yeah. to have to assume the role of being a leader when they're shitty fucking leaders. Yeah. You know? So it just, I don't know, it just kind of irks me, man. I well, just, you know, no, it, it it does. I think it irks a lot of people. And I think a lot of people don't say it out loud, you know, to, to manifest it, to make the change. We just, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a shitty leader. You think so? I swear to God I am. Why? I have, uh, I heard you and um, your last guest uh, talking about this, about how people post on their Facebook when people thank them for their leadership. Hey, mm-hmm. thank you for your mentorship and stuff like that. And I'm not going to lie, I have a couple of tags on my, my thing, but they tag me. I mean, what am I going to do? Right. Um, but the reason I say I'm a shitty leader is because even though I'm just being 100% honest, uh, cause I have a lot of my sailors who tell me that, you know, you're great and this, that, and the other. I just know that at, when push comes to shove, uh, my number one objective isn't always to whatever the mission is. Nine times out of 10, I'm siding with the person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, but uh, wouldn't that make you a good leader or no, a great leader? It doesn't. You know, it doesn't. I guess it depends on you know what what side yeah. of the coin you're looking at, or yeah. from whose POV, right? Yeah, I mean, those sailors who 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 you're siding with, they think you're a great fucking leader. You know that. Uh, I, I would agree to an extent. Um, I think that even sometimes sailors have looked at me and was like, "Really, chief?" or "Really, senior?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, what? Why not? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I really am real laissez-faire about a lot of shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I probably shouldn't be. Okay. Why did I decide barber school? Did we talk about that? No. Okay. This is why I decided barber school. For one, I don't want to be a boss. 
For two, I don't want to have a boss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Owning a barbershop gives me the ability to be an entrepreneur um, and also allow other people to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. because of booth rental. Yeah. I don't want anyone coming to me saying, I don't want to have to go to anyone else and be like, why are you late today? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like the idea that, hey, uh, give me my booth rental on Monday and then you cut for the rest of the week. Yep. You know? Um, When you want. On your own schedule. Come if you want. Don't come if you want. I don't care. Excuse me. Uh, I already have my booth rental. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You're your own boss. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm my own boss. You know what I'm saying? I like it. Um, That was the number. I I sat back, man. I actually, we talked about Breakfast Club earlier. I heard a interview with, uh, what's that guy's name? Dame Dash. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, used to um, own Rockefeller Records mm-hmm. with Jay Z. Right, um, he just, he definitely comes off like an asshole. I'll be the first to admit it. But that particular interview, he said so many things that were so spot on. It's just his delivery was off. Um, but what he was saying was making perfect sense. You know, why work for twenty, thirty years? He was talking to the guys that were the DJ. Did you see the interview or anything? No, I, right, I real briefly. I, I know the Breakfast Club. I don't yeah. watch her. So I'll that much. real briefly describe it to you. He said ten years ago. I was a CEO and I came here for an interview and you were a DJ, right? 10 years later, I'm still a CEO. You're still a DJ. You can't give part of this company to your son. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're working hard to make someone else rich. Yep. And the guy, the guy named was DJ Envy at the time, yeah, he kept, yeah. what's wrong with this and what's wrong with that? I'm still making money. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm establishing something for my kid's future and so on and so forth. He's like, I get that. I get that. I get everything that you're saying. But at the end of the day, you're not the boss. Yeah. You have a boss. Can you can't fired. give him at one. And he said the exact same thing. You, he, you can't give. I got stock in this company. This was his rebuttal. He's like, okay, stock or whatever. Right. You can't give him part of the company. He don't make enough money to buy part of the company. You know what I'm saying? Well, he does. That DJ Envy? Yeah. What, what, no. What's the actual company? Probably Viacom or something. I don't know. He does not yeah. have enough money to I buy mean, He could be a Viacom. small shareholder. You know, he's a millionaire. He's a multimillionaire. You, I don't know about multi, but yeah, he's definitely a millionaire. Viacom? Right. I, I don't know if it's Viacom. Well, I just got to that out. Let's there. just throw out Viacom. Yeah, yeah. Nope. You don't think be like a, a half a percent owner or anything? Uh, what's a half a percent get you? Probably. I mean, nothing, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, I like agree you, with you. Again, like, yeah. yeah so we're, you, on, his, we're yeah. on the same page. This yeah. guy, you know, and, and, and again, his delivery was awful, but the whole time I'm watching, and this is like years ago, I'm watching this interview. I'm like, you know what? I, I agree with everything this guy's saying, mm-hmm. you know? And like a lot of my opinions are unpopular, you know? Um, I, 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 you know what he said? He said one thing, man. And again, I know what he was trying to say, wrong delivery, but I, I, I understand his sentiment. He said, I don't ever want to introduce my kids to some man, and I have to say, this is my boss. Mm-hmm. That's like saying, this is my daddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. And I, I understand what he's trying to say. Um, but at that moment, I started thinking like, man, you know, I I do want to be my own. I don't want to work for others and so on and so forth. And not only because of a pride thing, it's more so if I'm going to work hard, Right. Let me work hard to build a legacy for my family. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily someone else. Um, So then I started thinking about, you know, different skills that I might have, um, you know, and where can I find myself into a position where 
Uh, like I said, man, I'm I'm not fucking being like, um, you know, I'm being 100% honest. I don't think I'm a great fucking leader. You know what I mean? I don't like being a leader. I don't like having to talk to people about their issues and what they did wrong. And all. I just, honestly, man, just you do your fucking job. Let me do my fucking job. Yeah. And I know that's not the way I'm supposed to be, no, you know, but it's, it's just, it is what it fucking is. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think it's, it's honesty. And I think more, appreci- more people appreciate honesty than, a, than appreciate, they don't appreciate the fake, the Dude, lies. I can't tell the, you the, how you know, many times I hear other chiefs, other senior chiefs, other master chiefs say the right answers at the right times. And the whole time I'm sitting listening to them, like, you're so full of shit. You don't believe that. I don't fucking believe you. You know what yeah. I mean? You're saying what you what sounds right. Let's get out of here and have the real conversation. You know what I'm saying? And they never will, though. You yeah. know? And I probably am just being a judgmental prick. Could be. You know what I mean? I'll be the first to say, hey, man, I'm an asshole by nature. It's yeah. in me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But on the same token, I just don't fucking believe you. I just don't believe you really think the shit that you think, you know? Um, and if you do, well, then to me, you're like a fucking alien. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not weird. You're, you're not fucking normal to me. You're weird to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine because I could be weird to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I like being a leader. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. Like, I really like it. Like, Which is right not now, a bad thing. I'm no, not shitting yeah. on people who like yeah, being sure. a leader. You it's know, just I'm not just for saying, you right it's now. Just, I ever. It's never been for me. I like it. Um, I like having the impact on people. The shit that we're supposed to be doing. I like it right now. I'm the. I'm using sentence enhancers. I'm the SEL for our crew. Oh, right on. Right on. Right. What that really means, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I don't know. Me and the other chiefs were all working together. I guess I just get to go answer to the next senior chief or something <laughs> for when, you know, people There's something need answers. That comes up, yeah. Right. I, I get to go. But you answer. like leading though. But I like it because well also because I'm in I'm in somewhat control. Right? I can start dictating things, mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. Things that are within my influence. Mm-hmm. The crew, like we were talking about earlier, the fitness thing. I want to start mm-hmm. doing these things mm-hmm. so our crew mm-hmm. can have a culture of fitness. Mm-hmm. And it starts now and it starts early. Mm-hmm. So when other people are coming in, they're not coming into like, oh, we don't do this, we don't do that. Nope, this is what we do. You better get on board. Mm-hmm. Don't try to change it. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. And I've already I've planted those seeds into the minds of people. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Because that's just the culture. Most commands creating a culture, right? And most commands don't have a culture of fitness or a culture of activity. They have a culture of strict maintenance, Mm -hmm. which you need that. But I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll let someone else do that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm a culture of open conversation. I'm a culture of talking to the chief. I'm a culture of uh, good order and discipline. Mm -hmm. Talk to your fucking LPO before you talk to me. Let me ask you this. This culture that you're creating, does it require, does it impose on their personal time at all? No. Well, then I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. What I see a problem with is when people feel as though um, the Navy is more than just a job to them. That's fine if that's how you feel, Mm -hmm. but don't impose that on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't sign up for this organization and just because I made a certain rank doesn't mean that I have to give myself 
to that organization. You know what I'm saying? That's uh I joined because I wanted money for college. I joined because I wanted to travel the world. I joined because I wanted benefits, medical, dental, life insurance. Yes. And guess what? I was a recruiter. I was trained to tell people All that's that what you get. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what they told me and that's what I joined for. Yeah. I didn't join because I want to be part of the greatest fraternity. In the, in the world, in the history yeah. of the world. You know what I'm that saying? Wasn't sold to that you. wasn't part of what I joined for. Yeah. So, this whole idea that, you know, if you're going to be part of the mess, you know, then this is something that you got to give your heart to. And, you know, all this. Yeah. That's the sentiment I get, you I know. You. And, and I'm talking over a decade in the mess now. You know yeah. what I mean? And I uh, don't get me wrong. Anyone that knows me uh, at work, you know, um, even me and you, Josh, I know I was at your last command with you, but that was very limited. It was. Very unusual circumstance, yeah. the type of command that we were in. Um, but, you know, I've always been a, a hard charger, you know, yeah. professionally. But once you start trying to impose on who I am as a person, as a character, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably what fed into on why episode one, I went so hard on those guys. If you got your rank in your fucking name on social media, fuck you. Now, I, was, <laughs> I was saying all this shit on your first hey, episode, fine. but I was just like, some of that fed from there. I was yeah. like, look, I didn't join to be part of this organization, this, this fraternity that, that you've created for yourselves. You know, I joined, you kept giving me rank. Hey, thanks a lot. More money for me and my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't about like I just want to be part of this organization. Yeah, and you didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about it. You I didn't even mean? know. I told you, man. I got to boot camp and I was like, "Is that the fucking Popeye hat? We wear that shit?" <laughs> like I didn't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. my recruiters yeah. never wore that shit around me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They always wore the garrison cap. Yeah. So I was like, when we got to fucking boot camp, I was like, "This motherfucker's wearing a Popeye hat." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's so the, funny. Yeah, I swear to God, it was my first time seeing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all of that shit just kind of took me by storm, and I know. um just the culture as well. And you know what? It's fine. I'll be the first to admit. I will be the first person to admit um, that I've ever heard someone say, right, that I just suck fucking play the game to get the retirement check. I put on a fake attitude every day. I put on a fake give a fuck every day um, because this is just not my passion. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's fine. It, it's a requirement. That doesn't mean that sound the like requirement. A big, I sound like a big dirtbag right now, in my opinion. But what, it I is mean, what it is. Because you know some, what? My record is fucking impeccable. Right. But to me, it's just like, that's fine. That's real. That doesn't mean that when there are issues that you need to handle. That I don't. Exactly. That exactly. it doesn't get handled and it's not resolved. Yeah. Thank you for bringing me back down. Appreciate that. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, it's just, yeah, you don't want to, but it's something that has to get done yeah. because it has to get done. Yeah. And it deserves to be done, and it yeah. deserves to be done well. 100%, yeah. So you go do it. Yeah. So you can get back to what you really care about. Yeah. That's pretty much what it boils down to, man. Some people, like, lose that. Yeah. They think, nope. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, it has to be done and, and get done because that's who I am 24-7. Yeah. It, I ran into this issue at work. Um, It was a while ago. I've shared some parts of this story. Uh, We, we had a meeting one day uh, with a bunch of people, and... um. I made a comment one time, half joking, half serious. Mm-hmm. I said, look, y'all, hey, man, don't be fucking texting me bullshit on a Friday night after 20 hundred. All right. I'm not wearing my anchors. Yeah. I got a drink in my hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, it needs to be an emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it offended some people. Oh, it was a group text of other. Yeah. Leaders. Yes. 
and, and I was like, you know, and it wasn't an emergency or whatever, but I was just like, I just put it out there. Like, and again, half joking, half serious, you yeah. know, take it how you want. But some people took it very offensively. And, you know, and I had a conversation with the person. It's all good. But I, what the conversation part was like, hey, man, well, you're valid in your feelings. I'm mm. not going to tell you how to feel. Yeah. You felt that way. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I feel how I feel. 100%. I don't see a problem, a single problem don't, with what you said. Don't, and I don't see a problem with you standing on that. And, and, and what I told him was that don't impose how you feel about how you do things on me and how I do things. But let me clarify. Because... I understand. I understand a hundred percent what you meant in your text and why you said it in a joking way. In yeah. a joking way, you know. But are you gonna turn away someone who's in trouble? No, no. So just shut the fuck up and get out of my face. You know, right. I'm not gonna what... turn somebody away if they're fucking in trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but on the same the token, I'm I'm putting that out there in the fucking stratosphere. Hey, don't fucking bother me just because. To bother me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did I tell you that story about the fucking last time I was here about the Master Chief? I asked him, I was like, why are you still doing this? Like, we're out on the smoke pit on the ship. So, anyway, real quickly, um, I'm sitting here getting ready to come to shore duty, trying to figure out what is it that I'm going to do with my next career move. You know, am I going to stay in longer? Am I going to go warrant? Am I going to go what? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of different options at the time. And I saw this Master Chief, and he was a cool cat, man. I, and he was out there on the smoke pit smoking a cigar. And I said, look, man, I was like, hey, bro. I was like, you're already over 20. You're already a Master Chief, right? I'm like, I, I know we were out to sea, and he was taking another sea duty command, Ugh. right? So he was getting ready to PCS. And I was like, dude, why are you still doing this? Yeah. And he, he looked at me with a real serious face, you know, and he took a puff of his cigar, and he looked at me, and then he... Turned his back and pointed to like the rest of the ship where the crew was, and he was like, "Because of them, you know." He was like, "I'm doing this because of them." And I looked at him. I didn't have this talk with you. I don't think so. I looked Doesn't at sound him familiar. and I said, "Don't you got kids?" <laughs> That's always my first question, bro. And he was like, yeah, he, I, "It threw him the fuck off when I asked him this." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, dude, you're out in the middle of the fucking ocean, right? And you're about to do it again. Mm-hmm. You're spending all this time away from your fucking kids who need you just as much. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you want to watch other people's adult fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't fucking... Are you fucking kidding me? Like, okay. Again. I come off, you know. If that's your choice, there's nothing's wrong with that. I'm not saying that you're... It's just It just not. doesn't make sense to I, us. It's just... I just don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't. You know I, mean? I don't get it either. It I doesn't make it. sense to us. I don't, that's I mean, all, you know all, that's what? all we're talking the about. The thing is, the the I could tell the way he was speaking to me, like he felt like this is so noble that I'm gonna hit him over the head with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like as he was saying it to me, you know, it was just his whole demeanor about it. He puffed that cigar and he was like, "It's because of them," you know. And I was just like, "What? Yeah, the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna miss my kids growing up so I can watch 19, 20 year old girls and guys fucking hold hands on the mastex. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not fucking doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not doing it, bro. Um, I, I could have swore I told you that story. Nah, man. I, it doesn't. No, nah, oh I don't think God, so. It doesn't sound fucking, familiar. I was just. It was laughable. It was a yeah. laughable situation for me because I was like. More power to you, bro. You know what I mean? And I walked well, away. Yo, isn't know? that one of those and answers? Again, where, man, where you, I'm just one of those fucking. It's like you said, like, you know, it, it felt like he, he like, like he felt maybe 
that you hit, you, you pitched him a softball, right? Yeah. He was about to knock it out the yeah. fucking park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly And he I'm whiffed saying. it. Yeah. Right? A better answer, uh, I asked the Master Chief that once. Okay, yeah. Where we previously worked. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, why not? They're paying me. I don't stand duty. I already know how to navigate everything. It's fucking easier now than it's ever been. I might as well stick around. And I was like, oh. That's not a bad answer. No. That's honest. It's, it's more honest. Yeah, it's more honest. And I'm not saying that the other person, your, your story, that he wasn't being honest, maybe yeah. it really meant a lot. But I can I can relate more to my story mm-hmm. than your story. Yeah, yeah. Because at least, yeah. <laughs> it was that, laughable that makes, when he told you, me. You know, it was like. I, he saw the confusion on my yeah. face, bro, and I just walked away like, you know, what? And, and like, like a, yeah. we got kids. Yeah. I want to see my kids grow. If I wanted to, if I wanted to be the mass chief and and do thirty, my kids would be teenagers. I would have missed most everything. Yeah, I would have missed a lot. I would have missed a lot. Yeah, or I can retire. I'll tell you another story. Very little. You Uh, know. So when I made chief, this man, man, I want to say his name. He's such a clown to me now that I look back on him. I mean, he was always a clown, but golly, man, this guy. Uh, So anyway. I was going through season, um, and you know I'm trying not to say too much for those who haven't. But anyway, I I, I came to talk to him about some stuff, uh-huh. and uh, uh, we were out to sea. We were deployed, and he literally walked with me from his office, took me to the hangar bay, right, and had a small conversation with me. It was this, it was like a very short thing. He said. And I kid you not, this is God's honest true story. He said, uh, um, don't forget about your family because, yeah, I'm a master chief, but it cost me my wife and kids. And when he said it, he had tears in his eyes. I put this on my kids. This is a true yeah. story, right? So I was like, oh, man, that was kind of deep. Like, yeah. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I get with the other selectees. Like a day later, bro, and we're just shooting the shit, and I tell him, I'm like, man, yo, he did the same fucking thing, bro, <laughs> to other fucking selectees, bro, yeah. tear and all. They were all like, bro, he had a fucking tear in his eye, and I was like, yes, so he did the same fucking thing to me, bro, and I was like, what the fuck, you know, it was just like, come on, man. How real was it then? Uh, it wasn't, you know, I walked away like, if you can repeat that. For every selectee, for one, you got too much fucking time on your hand, bro. With the, with the tears and everything? <laughs> oh, bro, I swear to God, it's a true story. It, it's funny you say that. This motherfucker. I was just sharing it. Oh, my, my God, My best friend bro. shared a story like that, too, where, like, they went to someone and everyone had the same the same charge. Yeah. Exact same. Yeah. From the same person. Yeah. And everyone thought it was a really good charge. Yeah. Until they were all together. And then they saw, oh, shit. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. And and because I had one like that where someone gave me something, yeah, and I was like, but I was like suspect of it, and and this was like this wasn't this was like a after or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It just I was like, I just looked at, I was like, oh, so this is what you do for everyone, yeah. And not that I want to be special, yeah. I just thought, like, why? So I just why, thought something different. Why be fake? You know, that's my only thing. But yeah. Anyway, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about. Um, some people's idea of what leadership is, man. Okay, let's talk about first classes again, right? Like, I'm so fucking tired of ask. Like, honestly, man, go to a first class and ask them, uh, w- what do you think a good leader is? I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, they're going to say, 
uh, taking care of my people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What the fuck does that mean, bro? Yeah. What does that mean? Take care of your people. You know what I'm saying? Not when I know firsthand that I talk to sailors all the time. They don't know shit about how many, how to fucking route TA. They don't even know what TA is. But you're taking care of your sailors. They don't know what fucking VA home loan is. They don't know how it works. Like you know, like this is true. Like you know, what I'm saying like I, I. This isn't my first time. I've, I say this everywhere I go. You know what I mean? Okay, FAFSA. I didn't know about FAFSA until I was a chief. I had taken at that time twenty some odd college courses in the Navy. No one ever said anything about FAFSA Pell Grant to me. Mm-hmm. I never knew that I can go to school. Have TA pay for school and still get the Pell Grant. Money goes straight to my pocket. I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? You know how many thousands of dollars I missed out on? Literally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, but then you talk to a first class about this, right? And I'm, and you know, again, um, <laughs> you know, it's just not here. I'm not here to just bash on first classes, but because uh, I wasn't like, you know, everyone thinks that they were shit hot. I'm telling you, the guys on the truth. I knew what the 1650 was. I knew what the 1610 was. I knew what the 13700, uh, you know, I knew these instructions, you know, 1700, excuse me. Every command you go to, they're the same. Yeah. 1700 is the sale of the year program. 1650 is awards. 1610 is evals. I knew all this shit as a first class because I was doing it for my guys, so on and so forth. But you ask first classes now, and if you ask them, give me the instructions for sale of the year instructions, they're not going to be able to tell you off the top of their head. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. Different breed. Different breed. It, to it, me, it's just like, you guys, I don't know. Different breed. It's it's uh, it's time, but it, it's like a time difference in it, right? I was I sat down with a couple first classes because, you know, they'd punch the ticket. And I, I asked them, hey, what's up with your packages? Get them ready. Got them ready. Don't need one. Whatever. You know, usual kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I was like, just let you know. Um. I don't know shit. I only know what other people told me. I've never sat aboard. I've never done any of that. I could just regurgitate the shit that I've been told mm-hmm. and tell it to you. But just know that it's shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't don't take it with a grain of salt. Don't think that I'm fucking here telling you all this shit and that this is like, you know, the fucking Ten Commandments mm-hmm. in stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I could just let you know what I know. Mm-hmm. And, and you can run with it or you could tell me to fuck off. I don't know. That is the best advice you can give you know? someone. Though. Right. So, you know, I sat down with a couple of them, and, you know, I led with the risk of mm-hmm. got some, some funny looks and faces. What's that? I know, yeah. And, you know, we talk about, okay, cool, training training opportunity, whatever. But, you know, I went through it, and, you know, um, only one of them has come back to actually, like, with their packet, with evals and stuff, to be like, here, what, this is what I got. Like, what do you know? Can That's you show awesome. me? That's awesome. You know, I was only like, one know. is not awesome, but the fact that somebody did come back, right? And Let me ask you a question, real quick. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't no, 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 go, go. You're just, fine. It just, yeah. When did you find out about precept? Um, and orders? I'd say probably a year or two before. You were first class. Yeah. Well, no, not. Um, I say, I say when I made first class. When you made first, yeah. So, but I, I'm a big person on mentors. Uh-huh. Because my best friend, my mentor, he started teaching me everything as soon as he knew it. Right on. So when I made first class in 2013, and we knew that I was transferring in 2015 or or 2014, 2014, right? He already was like, "All right, look, you about to put on chief first time up. Mm-hmm. 
because you're about to go to ship and you're about to handle your business. Right on. So this is what's the game plan for the next three years. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get on board. You're going to get a welcome board P. This is what you need to know. You need what are precepts? Here's this is what precepts are. That's Here's awesome. what this is. This is how this was is. he a chief already? Yeah. Okay. You know, so he taught like he was walking me through. This is what we're going to do, Josh. That's awesome. This is how you're going to make chief. I don't need to tell you how to do the work. You know how to do the work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you, this is the stuff you need to know extra than work. Awesome. And so I was like, all right, let me start looking for this stuff. Let me start looking. Let me start learning. Let me listen. I eavesdrop like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Right? I read over my senior chief's emails like a motherfucker. You going to leave it open next to me? Yeah. I'm going to take a peek. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm you know, let, yeah, let yeah. me see. I'm going to watch you move because I'm going to be there, and I want to know how, how y'all move. Right on. You know what I mean? So I knew some of that stuff. I ain't going to say I knew everything, yeah. but I knew some of it. You know, I actually, it actually, because I've, I, I, <clears throat> I've talked about this a few times um, uh, with different people. Um, about how I didn't really have a lot of mentors mm-hmm. in the Navy. Um, because to me, a mentor was someone you looked at and you said, I want to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. And it was only two guys in the Navy I ever met that I was like, I want to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of which were Master Chiefs. And um, one of them was a senior chief when I first met him. And I was a chief. And I was like, man, that guy, I just like the way he moves. Mm-hmm. I like the way he does things. Um, and then he ended up making Master Chief. And I, he still kind of throws me a bone. From everything from stocks to, like, he literally taught me stocks. I didn't know anything about stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, he taught me stocks. He taught me so many different things. And then another guy was um, a master chief, and I was an airman. And this guy asked me to date his daughter. Like, literally. He was like, he, okay, so he didn't say, will you date my daughter? He was like, he, people were, like, other chiefs. He was the, he was the master chief, the production master chief. And um, other chiefs were like, he would he would talk about his wife and kids and things like that. And other chiefs was like, "You should just have your daughter date Airman Haley. Airman Haley, how you know, blah blah blah." So on, so on, so on. I just said my last name, but whatever. Um, used to have him date Airman, whatever, you know. So um, and then it was like a ha ha he he kind of thing. And then one day he pulled me into the P way and was like, "You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you know, I've been working with you for a while, and you are the kind of guy that I'd be okay. Um, granted, this is Airman." You know, version of me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot different from this guy. You know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I was nineteen and his daughter was seventeen, um, and that was one red flag for me. But then yeah. the other thing was, dude, it's your daughter. Like, I'm not. I I liked him so much. I was like, I was. I respected this guy. I was yeah. not about to like Waiting. let something go wrong and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but. I say all of that because maybe I went about it the wrong way. Maybe I should have had more mentors because I didn't know. Well, let me ask you this. For one, do you think it's your chief job to to tell you that or your mentor? But I'm going to preface it with the fact that I didn't know about it until I was already up for chief. And I was on shore patrol in a foreign port walking side by side with a yeoman senior chief. And she's like, hey, AZ1, are you up for chief? And I'm like, yeah, I'm up right now. She's like, did you check the precept? And I'm like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you don't know what the precept is? And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, she's, oh, it's the thing that tells you what they're looking for for chief. Now, granted, imagine not having a cell phone in these mm-hmm. days and all that, and you're in a foreign port, and you're hearing someone describe that there's a document that they use that tells you what they're yeah. looking for for chief. And I'm listening to her like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I didn't know this existed. You know what I'm saying? Then when I finally pulled it up, I was like, ah, that's what she meant. But even still, I, no, my chief never said nothing to me about it. 
I didn't know about it until I was a first class up for chief. So I'll pass over to you now. Um, is it the chief's responsibility or is it your mentor? It's both. I don't think a lot of sailors have mentors good enough or invested enough yeah. to, to do like what my mentor did for me. My mentor, he was, he was my mentor as a second class. He was you the second. You guys just kind of stayed together throughout. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, you know, people know him. Like, he's my best friend. Mm. He's the best man at my wedding. Oh, right on. Okay, like, I love this dude. Yeah. He's my brother. Yeah, right on. Okay. Um, he, he showed me the way. Mm-hmm. He raised me as a man in the Navy, as a sailor in the Navy. It's it's him, wow. right? Um, for Like, on everything. So, but we have a relationship that extends beyond mentor, mm-hmm. mentee. Most people don't have that. And now your brotherhood. Yes. Now, it is the chief's job. Oftentimes, it ends up being the chief's job, or he executes the job. They, the chief, executes the job when their first class is up for chief the first time. Well... That's too late. Like many things we do, we start teaching too late. Yeah. We start training too late. You know, why didn't they know about it before? Yeah. You know, so my job, uh, what, what I do for my job, what I take seriously is that development, right? Uh-huh. I just sent my first classes, the uh, 1650, whatever it is, uh, or 6050, whatever. I'm not great with instructions. I get you. But the fucking, hey, uh, from admin, uh-huh. this is how we're doing E4 and below evals. Right on. Here's the guidance. Yeah. How many people know that comes out? Yeah. That admin sends out what's in block 22, what's uh-huh. in block this, what's going to go here, what's yeah, going to yeah. go there. That's the first thing. That's what kicks off your eval season for that block, yeah. for that rank. Mm-hmm. How many people know that's the first thing that they should be looking for? A lot of times people are like, hey, uh, start writing evals. Yeah. And, and you're sitting there, what do I put in these yeah, blocks? Command employment and all this right. other stuff. Yeah, they don't know what to they, do. Yeah, They don't know. I, didn't, I never knew what to do. Yeah. Not for a long time until I, I found that. Yeah. You know, as a first class. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is easier. So what do I do now? I sent it to the LPOs. Mm-hmm. Hey, check this out. Don't mm-hmm. know if you know about it. Mm-hmm. Read it, though. Yeah. Know it. And train the sailors that are writing their evals. Right on. Because they need to know that this is coming out. So instead of just being like, hey, oh, I got to start writing my eval a junior sailor can start asking their LPO or a chief, hey, is the instruction out yet? Mm-hmm. Because I know this instruction is coming down. It's gonna I know it has information I that I need to do yep. this. Uh-huh. How am I supposed to know my reporting senior's designation code? How am I supposed to? This isn't common knowledge and, that I'm going to know. And how much easier does it make yeah. it when we go through the chop chain when it gets to the chief? Yeah. Where I don't have to fix that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because you already copied it yeah. from the instru- the from the guidance that came out. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even need to look at that stuff. I mean, no, I, you I know, agree. you do. Yeah, but it's it's correct. Yeah. It's right. I mean, you could actually just copy and paste all of them to make a match anyway. Just you know what I mean? Yes. Just to be on even more. Yeah. Right. But I can get to the back page. No, I get and, what you're I, and, and we can start getting to right. We can really get to the meat and potatoes of yes. what I'm trying to look at. Yeah. And then you know the other thing I, I told them was like, hey, when we do these evals, I'm not. I'm not editing these by myself. Mm-hmm. You're not going to route it to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need them like now mm-hmm. because you're not just going to hand them in to me and then me sit here and start editing it. Mm-hmm. 
and then you end up getting it back a month later, and you don't know what changes were made because you don't remember what you wrote. You didn't mm-hmm. save it. You don't know what the fuck you're doing, mm-hmm. but you just got to go with what I said, mm-hmm. and you kind of like it, kind of don't like it. Yeah. Nope. We're going to sit down. I'm going to sit down with you, mm-hmm. and we're going to read through it, and I'm going to show you what I don't like. Yeah. What I think is bullshit, yeah. how you use too many words, and then we're going to redo it. And yeah. we're going to come up with something that sounds better. I know. Because that's the training that doesn't happen and, and it in takes the Navy. The, it takes more of initiative on them to understand what they did wrong. Yes. And then next time they'll be able to fix that. And, and they a, won't make those same mistakes. It's a better yeah. product going to the next chief. So I knew, I mean, it was kind of a you know a rhetorical question. I, I agree it is both. It's your mentor yeah. and it's your chief. Um um, I just think that it was a shame that uh, I was a first class up for chief and I hadn't had that. Now, I think the Navy's gotten a lot better about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, with Sailor 360, CPO 365, all these other things where they're trying to hold training on packages and things like that. But, um, yeah, that was one of those things I was always kind of sore about. Um, but, again, you know, and not to bash first classes, I just hear a lot of people give me these generic answers about how they take care of people yeah you know and it's just kind of like you know i consider myself to be a genuine person i think most people that meet me can see that about me um to a flaw you know what i mean and what i mean by to a flaw is because i i i I could be filtered you know i think it'd be uh it'd do me a lot of good if i was (laughs) able to filter myself a little bit more um uh but even still i mean i just when i when i see a lot of the 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 thing, a lot of the the regurgitated answers that I've yeah. heard over and over and over and over and over and over and over again is just like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, yeah, it, it just, yeah. And, and yeah, man, it, it's um, it, it it's like that. Doesn't seem genuine. Doesn't seem real. Seems like cookie cutter answers, you know. And I think honestly, man, as much as good. As the Navy has done for my life, bro, I love this organization as a whole. No, it doesn't sound that way, you know, but I really do, man. The Navy's been great to me. That's why I get mad. It's like a double-edged how I'm attacking this, right? Mm -hmm. On one side, I criticize it, you know, but on the other end, you know, like I initially started talking about how people are abusing the Navy. Yeah. You know, like that actually kind of, it frustrates me when I hear people talk about like the Navy should do more of this and the Navy should do more of that. And it's just like, when do we take any self-accountability for our own lives? Because the Navy gives a fucking, the military in general. Gives a fucking, no other organization. You know what? If you work for fucking Costco or whatever else and they, and you, and they say, hey, your, your corporate office, whatnot. And they say, hey, we need some help at this site. Are you willing to take this position? And they say, yeah. You know what? They're going to possibly help you with housing. Mm-hmm. They're going to, you know, hey, okay, here goes a stipend. Here goes moving, uh, a moving allowance and so on and so yeah. forth. But once you get there, you're on your own. You're on your own. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The Navy is like, oh, well, let me do this and let me do that and let me start this program for you. And we have this program for spouses. We have this program for kids and we have this and we have that and so on and so forth. It's just like, do I think those are all great things? Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not good things. I'm just saying, but why is it still? Give me more though. Give me more. Why aren't well, you yeah, doing that's, this? That's a societal thing. You know, it's nowadays, just like, come right? on, dude. You like, know? you know, like I said, man, I love the organization as a whole. I really do. It has done wonders for my life. And that's not to say the Navy could do better. I'm not saying they couldn't. But they, saying they do couldn't. a lot. They do a lot, man. And I think that some things that some people have their eyes on 
or okay so without name dropping too much and um i i okay well i have to kind of, but i was listening to one of your last podcasts mm-hmm. um not last one is one a ways back i was cleaning my house and i re-listened to it cuz i didn't listen to it fully um and it was um uh Trizay's husband mm-hmm. talking about the initiative that he took on how he got a job mm-hmm. you know like he was going to job fairs that were really for people getting out the military. Yeah. But he took his education that he attained on his own. It was like, look, I understand that you were looking for this, but here goes my engineering degree. Yeah. And what do you think about this and what can I do with that and so on and so forth? That is something I fully respect. Yeah. You know, he didn't sit back and be like, well, why didn't they give me a job? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, he took it upon himself to say, hey, I'm in this new area. I need to make something work. Right. You know, and I'm not downplaying the fact that it's difficult when you have 10,000 people and, you know, 5,000 spouses and I'm just supposed to go get a job. You know, I get it. I'm not. I'm, but some things, I, and I named a few. Excuse me, Admiral. Can you guys pay for my kids private co- uh, private school? You know? You know, things like that. Excuse me, chief. They give us money for housing and groceries. What about our cell phone bill? Right. These are real questions that I got. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, uh, they do. It's called your paycheck. Exactly. You know, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So it was just things like that. So it's kind of like a double fold. It's like, Hey, I love the Navy. Um, but I got issues with the Navy. You know what I mean? So like anything in life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but from the entrepreneur standpoint, you know, like I said, the things that uh, I observed from that, um, I gathered from that Breakfast Club interview really shifted my mindset. Um, and that is what got me into wanting to say, hey, you know what? Maybe the barber lifestyle. Be honest with me, bro. I'm not even, I don't even want to ask you on, on the radio. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you on your podcast, bro. But I will say uh, <laughs> that the ultimate goal is to not be a barber. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting out after 20 years of retiring of military service saying I want to stand on my feet and cut hair for the next 20 years. You know, um, mathematically, I did some, I crunched numbers, and I figure about four barbershops will put me in the uh, the income range that I want to be yeah. to sustain my family. So that's the goal right now, man. Hopefully. That's dope. Yeah, open four barbershops um, is the end goal right now. Um I'm going to start off, hopefully, uh, my first barbershop this time next year. But I'm getting a lot of support online, man. I was really shocked. Um, not Some people sent me some direct messages. Um, you know, just a lot of people just showing their support. You know, people coming through, getting haircuts. Um, so I really appreciate it, including yourself, man. Like I said, yeah. as soon as I came in here, man, that was one of the first things I did, thanking you for coming by, um, letting me cut, you, cut your kid's head. But um, it's it evolved i I heard another i think uh i was listening to your podcast when you guys were talking about a dream yeah but a dream without action is just a dream i can't i can't articulate the same way that you did so uh that one right because that was with uh chad and armando and and it was so funny because chad when when he's sitting here right across from me he was Uh like so lost he's like bro i don't fucking i'm not following yeah but uh chad's awesome but um good dude man good dude you know what i was trying to get at with that was like Dream like a little kid. Dream like you when you were a little kid. Oh, don't dream small. Dream big. Dream big. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't, as adults, we get stuck in this, oh, you know, I got goals. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's my goals. Here's all the action steps I'm going to do to achieve these goals. Mm-hmm. And it's this, like, 
It's like a, it's just this robotic adult fucking thing, and I hate that. I'm, I'm, I like hate being an adult. Mm-hmm. I like being a little kid, mm-hmm. right? So I have these like huge, you know, like kind of unrealistic, you know, extreme, you know, and, and like I said, then like sometimes it like sounds unobtainable mm-hmm. dreams mm-hmm. of what I want for my future, my family's future, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you have? Yeah. And that's why when I ask people like, oh, what, with what, this, what, huh? yeah, with this, with yeah. anything, I remember. You so said it's that. like, yeah. so like, you know, your you can say your dream is to have those four barber shops. Mm-hmm. You know that that's not huge, it's not, but it's a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, very what, attainable, what, very obtainable. Yeah. But what would be the dream? What would be the dream of that? Like the dream, like what would in the barber in your barbershop world, right? Would it be like now the, is the dream to have your own fucking like a whole fucking chain of barbershops? No, up and down the coast, across the world, yeah. you know, like what you know, like how big could you go with that? Or not just that, but what would be the next thing after that? How about your own fucking hair product line? Man, I don't you, know. You I'm know what I mean? To question myself. Maybe I'm just lazy, bro. A lot of a lot of times we are. Honestly, man, the idea of running as a CEO or anything of a of chain a chain of barbershops is like nope, not for me. I would probably be interested in um, if let's say four barbershops were to go successful, mm-hmm. uh, transitioning from owning barbershops to owning real estate. You know? Right. Yeah. Um. Even with that. You know, that goes a lot of building maintenance that goes into it. And, you know, um, there's just a lot, you know. Honestly, man, God's honest truth. Uh, their ultimate goal for me, 250 a year. Hopefully just under that for tax purposes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, if I can go, uh, you know, $200,000 range, um, I think that I can maintain the lifestyle that I want to live uh, with my wife and kids, and ultimately that's the end goal. You know, I um, tip my hat to anyone who has aspirations of building an empire, regardless of whatever category. Right. You know, but um, personally, you know, I just want to be financially secure for me and my family. My ideal situation is uh, I work about three hours a day, if that. Yeah. You know, and I ultimately checking emails putting out fires real quick, answering business calls if I need to, um, which is very reasonable, I think. I think yeah, you know, yeah, that, sure. that, that's that's a reasonable goal. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I only want to work three hours a day. That, that's a reasonable goal. <laughs> but yeah. it is. I mean, in this world, you know, in this world, you can actually have that. And then hopefully a vacation every three to six months. Yeah. You know? I don't have to live a life of luxury and vacation, but yeah. every three to six months, I'm either going on vacation or I just came from one. Yeah. If I vacation twice a year, you know, I'd be fine with that. You know, two, three week vacation. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Know, give me two weeks. Two week vacation. Anywhere in the world. You know, let's say I was doing it in March and September sometime in the fall or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So every, every, every six months, I either just came from a vacation or I'm getting ready to go on one. Yeah. If I could do that, provide my kids with healthy education, career goals, so on and so forth, I'd be happy. I know we're kind of running, man. I just got one question for you, bro. Yeah. I have recently come into some new information that, um, I'm Alien. just going to touch on real quick. Aliens bro. exist. No, 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 Fuck. no, no. I had been telling my daughter, bro, 
I've been telling I have an eight year old little girl and I've been telling her, you're not going to get married till you're like 35, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, she's eight. So she's like, yeah. daddy, I want to marry you, you know, things like that, yeah. you know, and it's my little girl. It's the only little girl I have. Yeah. I have three boys and a little girl. Um, and she's the baby. So obviously she has my heart. Yeah. Um, what do you think? And again, I'm not going to draw this out, but what do you think is the appropriate age for a female to get married? Oh, forever. Is that too left field? Like, where are you going with this? Yeah. No, it's just, I mean, I hope to raise our kids, both of them, uh-huh. that as soon as they're 18, mm-hmm. that they can make the right decision and choices on their own. If okay. that means you fucking think you want to marry this person, okay. Regardless of age? 18. Like an adult. Yeah. Like 18, you're an yeah. adult. You're yeah. an adult. So legal, yeah. So so at 18, you would want, you, you'd you be okay with what I, I'm not saying I'd be okay daughter, with it. Marriage. I'm just saying like they're, so gradu- ideal is, is they're asking, graduated. They're graduated. They're out asking, of school. Yeah. Ideal right. situation. What do you think is the ideal age? If you had to put a number on it, what would you say? In your life experience, however, you're like 34 right now? 35, 35 right okay. now. In your life um, experience, what would you say is the ideal age for a female to get married? I don't think there's an age. I think it's a, a place in life. But usually that place in life, you know, in their you know late 20s, early 30s or something like that. Late 20s, early 30s. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's funny you bring it up because uh, it, it recalls uh, when I asked my father-in-law. For permission to marry Nikki, mm-hmm. right? For their blessing, mm-hmm. right? And um, so she just, uh, that morning, she had just uh, flew out to ODS, right? Because she, she was commissioned. So she had to go to Rhode Island. That evening, or the next morning, so she flew out that morning. The next morning, her parents were flying back home to Hawaii. All right, we we're here in San Diego. So I went that evening to go see them one last time. To, you know, tell them bye, wish them a, a good trip, and nut up and ask for their blessing to marry her. Did you have a ring? At that time, no, I didn't, right? So I so I said, hey, you know, I sat, we sat there watching some show or something for like an hour and a half. The whole the time mind, it's on your mind. Like a heart just, the whole time on my mind, I'm scared shitless, right? And dad's master chief at this time, retired? Retired, retired, yeah. He retired in 07. Made it a lot easier. No. No, no, oh, bro, no! It's still that worse if he was active, though. No, it would. I guess in that sense, sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just the sense of like he's 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 not. He's very familiar with the Navy. Mm-hmm. He's he was an SK. He's very familiar with the rate. Yeah, right. Like there's just we we click on a lot of things. But here I am, right? And finally, I'm like, hey, so um, you know, it's getting late now. I've been here mm-hmm. bullshitting mm-hmm. <laughs> for like last hour. Uh. I, actually, what I really came here besides to tell you bye was to ask you, I want to marry Nikki. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, however that went, right? Pretty much, like, I want to marry Nikki. I want you guys to be okay. Still with did it. more than what most men today do, right? Yeah, I, I guess one hundred percent. And at this time, shit, Nikki's what? Like, uh, we're like our late, late, fucking um, twenties. Not late twenties. You guys been married twenty thirteen. Right? It was twenty thirteen. So was that seven, eight years ago? So like I, I was twenty seven, she was twenty six, something like that, mm-hmm. right? And perfect age group, I, I, right? Not bad, but I just remember her dad. Uh, he just kind of like, oh, okay. And her mom has a like shocked face, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she looks at, you know, she's like, I don't know, daddy, <laughs> what do you think? Mm-hmm. 
talking to uh, Louie, right, my my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, oh. He's just like that, right, just kind of looking outside of his eyes, kind of like looking around. I'm like, hey, well, you looking for the answer, man? Because you like, you're not answering right away. I'm kind of getting nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet, man. And he said, well, that wasn't really my plan what? for her. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. He's like, so, and I say that. He said yes, right? You know, we talked. It wasn't a long conversation. He he, kind of just, it, it felt more like he said it out loud. It was a thought, and he said the thought out loud. That wasn't his plan for her. Right. You got to tell me the plan, though. Well, he, he didn't tell me what the plan. Never? All, all he really said was, like, he wanted her to be more established herself. Ah. Uh, right? Which she had just commissioned. Did you right? ever ask that? No, because it wasn't, because, like I said, I felt it was more of just a outlaw, out loud thought. Because then he looked at me and he was like, of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. He gave you the blessing, obviously. Right. You know. Right. Uh, and I'm, and but, I'm sure he liked you because you were in his home. Well, we, we're, no, at this point, we're just, we're at the hotel. Or oh, okay. On, uh, Point Loma. Yeah. Whatever. The, the uh, on-base hotel. But again, I, it wasn't nothing to be offended by. No, I'm not. You I'm not. I mean? No, no, not at all. I, I was, I, I would just be curious from a father standpoint, what was your plan for Nikki? And, is, and, is what I'm asking. And, yeah. and, and only thing I could think, and like I said, he followed up with like, I wanted her to like be more established or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think his, you know, quote unquote plan was just to see her having her success. Mm-hmm. Right. Which she was well on the path mm-hmm. to having her success and, and, and successful now mm-hmm. of her own. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I was like, I, I was kind of like taken back for a moment, like, oh, but then, you know, I wouldn't pretty, have been offended either. Pretty quickly, he yeah. was just kind of like, but of course, yes. Yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, they loved me. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd been around for a while. I think I've shown them as parents yeah. of, of a daughter uh-huh. everything that I needed to yeah. to be a good man yeah. and, a, and a good future husband. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, I don't I don't know if there's an age. You know what I mean? Well, I know what age isn't good. 18? No. 35. The same age I had been telling my daughter. No. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I had that revelation recently. I was like, man, I'm sitting here at 8 years old. I keep planting this in her head. You're going to yeah. wait till you're 35. You're going to wait till you're 35. And uh, the thing is, I noticed that it's kind of normal nowadays mm-hmm. um, for women to think that way. I need to be established in my career. Not just women. Even fathers are pushing mm-hmm. that on their daughters. You know, you should have... Uh, an established, you know, I'm seeing on my timeline all, all these women are like, oh, I just bought a house and I bought a car and I'm doing this for myself, I'm doing that for myself, so on and so forth. But then, um, you know, the marriage rate is at all time low. low. Yeah. Um, and then also, what I was saying earlier about one in four females, you know what I mean? So if if, if, if apparently, you know. This idea, like the sex in the city mentality mm-hmm. of like live free, be, you know, um, establish a career for yourself and date around until you're ready. And these women on these shows were like 40 years old, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And they were all single. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, I, I just thought about that. Uh, I don't know how that entered my mind, but we have been talking about um, as far as uh, 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 our kids. And I was like, man, I, I got to stop that. I got to stop telling my little girl you're going to wait till you're 35 or 40 because, you know. You may subconsciously do something there. Who knows? Right? Yeah, I mean, because if, you know, that that's like, what if she wants to have kids? You're going to wait till you're 35 to have kids? You know what I'm saying? 
Like that's at risk pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you're not advised to have children, period, over the age of 42. So if you do wait until you're 35 or so to get married. Knock or, them out back to back. You know what I mean? You could, but even then, every every pregnancy over the age of 35 is at risk. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's just. That's why, that's why I said, you know, I, I gave a pretty cliche answer, right, in, like, making sure they're raised to, between me and raising them to make yeah, the right, right decision. On, right, right on, right on. But, you know, that's on to them at some point, right? You know, they're in college. You know, what, what are they doing? Yeah. I, like, I, I have no control of you. You're an adult. 100%. You know what I mean? I've I've laid it out. You're going to do whatever you want to do. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really just here to sit back and, I'm hoping you know, watch. they're still coming to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just hopeful wishing. No, I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think we, we as parents now do a better job with a better uh, relationship and better raising of children, even uh-huh. though my children are very young and I'm, I'm fresh in it. Yeah, yeah. But then, then what our parents made did when we wouldn't go to our parents to talk about things. Mm. And I, and I talk with Nick about this a lot, right? Like we're raising kids nowadays to not be our friends, but to understand that there's an open line of communication mm-hmm. other than just disciplinary and, and, and the negative. Oh yeah. Right. Like I, I'm raising you through a lot of things. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest is like communication. Yeah. Right. So always talking something I do with my son, right. Yeah. Is I'll, when it, I'm always talking to him. Mm-hmm. disciplinary mm-hmm. yeah he might get spanked or in the corner or mm-hmm. whatever but then i'm talking to him trying to make him realize this, this is where is, you messed up man this is what it is yeah yeah 100%. you realize you didn't pick that up after i asked you three times yeah, and you start talking back yeah, yeah th- this wasn't just like me throwing you in the corner or something like yeah, yeah. no we need to understand what were the actions that led up why is this you why know? are you here right now yeah 100 yeah. and things yeah. like that so you know going back like you know the daughter thing I don't ever want to put in, and you're right. Like I don't ever want to put anything into her mind mm-hmm. of setting. Nope, this is what this has to be. This, has, you know, I just want them. And, and going back to the education thing way earlier, mm-hmm. I want my kids to be like free thinkers and, and just explore all options and get a good education, but make their life decisions at, at 18 based on everything I've given them, whether it's school, this military, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, you know, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. It don't matter what decision is made. I'm going to be here for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that approach at all. I don't yeah. think – I think that's that's a very solid way of raising your kids. Um, I, I I personally I, – I, I would like to think that, um, you know, she's receptive to the things that I'm trying to tell her through my own personal, personal experiences – but I agree. It doesn't mean that it's a cookie cutter answer for yeah. anything. It doesn't mean that. But um, I know that you know. Again, man, this is this was hard for me to come to a realization because it's your little girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I started thinking about the things I was telling her, and I was like, I need to adjust that. I need to not be telling her thirty five. You know. In fact, I need to reverse that mentality and be like, hey. You know, um, you don't have to wait until you're that old. You know, a proper age is nothing wrong with being married as an adult, you know, in your 20s and so on and so forth. My only thing is if you choose to go to college because the things that we talked about, those areas, if that's what you want to do, then go to college. And then after college, then you know, whatever happens, happens. But um, hopefully, hopefully I ha- I'm, I'm able to still have that kind of open line of communication. I'll tell you one thing. This is, again, about when I was telling you about me pretty much being an open book to a flaw. I tell my kids everything. I tell them about my time in jail. 
I tell my everything, man. And we just my, last Thanksgiving, my mom came to visit us, uh, pre-COVID Thanksgiving, and uh, we're at the dinner table here in San Diego. We just moved here, and I don't know if they were testing her or what. But they were like, Dad, didn't you say you went to jail? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and my mom's looking at me like, Why are you telling these kids this? And I, was, I tell my kids everything. You know, yeah. I tell them everything. I told my kids that, uh, you know, about I talked to them about marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, you might smell it. After I get out of the military, let you know now. And they were like, "But isn't that?" I'm like, "It's legal in Cali," and and I'm gonna be honest with you. I like it's way better than alcohol. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, to a flaw probably. I tell them stuff that they probably, but I I think it has built such a communication avenue for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, my daughter, my son, everyone they they all feel like they can talk to dad. You know, and I th- and that's something I cherish. You know what I'm saying? So everyone does things differently. And I think, you know, um, for some people, if they hear you're telling your 10 year old son that, you know, don't be surprised if you smell weed after I get out of the military, <laughs> that might be too much. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's like I just prefer it. That I actually asked my wife, you think that was too much? And she was like, no, but I mean, she's my wife. She supports everything I do, yeah. you know, but I just didn't want. After I get out the military, if I decide, I'm not even, I haven't smoked weed in 20 years. I don't even know if I will. You yeah. know what I mean? But if I decide to smoke weed, I don't want him to like have this state of like, oh my God, my dad, my dad's in a you know, garage smoking weed or something. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be honest it's with It's real kid. life. It is, man. It's better that our kids hear about real life from yeah. us yeah. than try to figure it out on their own uh-huh. or hear it from people that don't know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. And those are from friends, social media, whatever else. Right on. So, yeah, man. Hey, let's wrap it right there. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming over again, CJ. Hey, and, man, uh, thanks for inviting me over, man. I had a great time yeah, last time sure, I was brother. here. I know it was a different vibe, Um, you know what I mean? Because last time I, I felt like I had some shit to get off my chest. I guess I kind of did that again tonight. <laughs> hey, uh, it's a platform for it, man. Right on, bro. So anytime, yo, know, you got some more shit, hit me up. Let's do it. All right, bro. All right, thanks, thanks brother. Later. Appreciate you. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.